You know, it's funny. I never really thought much about plants when I was back on Earth, but now that I'm stuck floating in space in a completely artificial environment 28 hours a day, I've definitely stopped taking them for granted. This is nice. Really relaxing. Alvar is concurring. Alvar believes the herbaceous life of Earth and the other human planets to be some of the most attractive and soothing he has perceived. At times, he is experiencing the homesickness for the native flora of Iltor, but the Earth-based species are a most delightful substitute. What are plants like on Iltor? Oh, there are many varieties, Ferenja. Almost as many as on Earth. And quite a few of them are similar to Earth plants, but many are very different indeed. Alpha would share with you some images, but it is concerned that the human reaction to the sight of Alpha's people may extend to all the species of his planet. This circumstance has yet to be investigated. Yeah, I'm fine with not being the first test subject on that one. Oh, Alpha would never ask this, friend John. It is really a possibility that Alpha has speculated upon. But he has hopes that it may be put to the testing someday, and that humans will be able to make visiting to Ildor with Distress. Do you have a lot of parks like this back home? Oh yes, there are many lovely gardens there to be enjoyed. And the preserves of nature also. But Althor must be admitting that he did not spend a great deal of time making exploration of these. In fact, Althor was so consumed in his studies during his years of formation that he was barely noticing anything else. I can believe that. So, you were always what we humans call a bookworm, huh? Oh, Athar was not only worming the books for Aunt John, he was practically blorch-absorbing them. In his days of salad, Athar had the obsession with making acquisition of as much knowledge as he possibly could, with the greatest possible speed. It is a truth that some of his friends and teachers believed that Althar might fracture apart. You mean crack up? Yes! Alvar could have become thoroughly splintered if he had not made collecting of himself. And then Friend John would not be speaking to Alvar today. Friend John could never have become Friend John. Too terrible to imagine. So how did you pull yourself together? Oh, it was in the most due to the intervention of Chipwellwig Sonifrisplum Gustav Brokwellians, one of Alvar's teachers and mentors at the Embustos Institute for Acquisition of Intersubjective Expertise. A scholar much to be admired. They demanded of Alvar that if he was to be spending so many of his hours in making study, then half of this studying should be performed in the public gardens at the center of the institute. And that helped? Very much so, friend John. Although at first, Alvar found the additional visual and auditory stimulus to be of annoyance. He was even experiencing some resentment. But... After several weeks of this, it became clear to Althar that while the speed of his learning had made decrease, his understanding had become far deeper and richer. The sights and smells of the flora around Althar had caused subconscious connections to be made in his learning. These associations made connection with the facts of his study in ways that transcended the rote memorizing. The conversing of other visitors to the gardens, at first a distraction, became instead a source of new insight into the commonalities between all peoples of the galaxy. From then on, Althar did as much of his study as possible in the lovely garden. 
hosting his own seminars at the Institute, he chose to hold them in the gardens whenever he could. Ah. You know, you don't really talk much about your life on Iltor. Is finding the human culture to be of much greater interest. And of course, Athar is always having caution when speaking of his own people with his human friends to avoid provoking the unpleasant imaginings. But he would be most pleased to make greater speaking of Iltor if Friend John is having the questions. It's not so much about Iltor specifically, I just wanted to know a little bit more about my friend. himself more in the future, Fred John. But for now, Althar is making enjoyment of the gardens here and remembering the most wise to perfect Sony Frisbrunkostown Bukwiliots and experiencing a gratitude that Althar was not ending up at the Himbarlus Rehabilitation Center for the Overly Fixated, as many had feared he would be. <laughs> wow. Well, don't tell Mrs. F that plants saved your sanity or you'll never hear the end of it. Mrs. Frondrenex is a dear friend, but she is already speaking of the superiority of plants more than enough for Althar. Trees, <laughs> <laughs> can you believe those two? Plants are so relaxing. All that cliché crap. So condescending. I'd like to see how relaxed he'd be with these around his neck. <laughs> like they know anything about plants, or friendship, <laughs> or relaxing. Yeah. I mean, the Atorian's okay. I'd hate to have to do anything with him. Oh, sure. He's so nice. Oh, so nice. But that other meat bag, when the ascension comes. First up against the trellis. <laughs> Mulch it, you too! You want Frondernex to hear? You know how she gets when we break cover? No, weed Frondernex. Just because she was the advanced scout in the sector, she thinks she's in charge. If she's got no business giving us any wilt, we don't even report to her. Yeah, who is she to give us orders when she wasn't even able to finish the mission she was sent here on in the first place? Wait, she wasn't sent here as a scout? Sure, partly, but her main brief was to keep the Eldorian from getting too chummy with any of the humans, so he'd uproot himself and head home. Oh. Then, yeah, total head blight on that one, huh? Yup. So who is she to tell us how to behave? I'm the one who's been sitting right here next to you this whole time. That's who I am, Spriggy Jim. <laughs> keep it down, you fools. Maybe I don't outrank you. But when it comes to staying undercover, you ought to be happy to take any advice you can get. How the drought did you... I mean, it's one thing to pull those stupid perambulators, but how did you get right next to us without us noticing? That's what makes a true secret agent, my friend. Any flitling can manage not to be seen by someone who isn't looking for them. But a real operative can hide from anyone, anywhere, anytime. Something to keep in mind for the future. Now, I may not be your commanding officer, but I'm guessing whoever that is gave you some assignments that you ought to be getting on with right now. Mm -hmm. So let's break up this little mulch clatch and get back to work. After all, today is the day. <laughs> Thank uh -huh.
Gemini Collision Works presents Life with Alphar Season 2 Episode 22 The Secret Life of Plants Please enjoy your stay on the Human Exchange Concourse and share the many wonders humanity has to offer. Next! Is this all your luggage, Cassine? Ah, uh, yeah, just the one. Name? Susan Torkin. Port of origin? Earth. League citizen? Yes. Species? Human. Purpose of travel? Well, I'm on my way to praying in the Zibidant Empire for work, but I'm making a quick stop here to visit someone, my brother. Pleasure, Zen. Hey, Boots. Don't let that bot give you any schnes. You're a big fancy pants diplomat. <sighs> sure. Pleasure. I see. My sympathies. A length of stay? Just overnight. Lucky you. Please enjoy your stay on the Human Exchange Concourse and take pride in the many wonders humanity has to offer. Next! You little jacker. I thought we'd quit acting like a pair of Phyrexian fighting snails after last year. Well, I mean, yeah, kinda, but there are some parts of being a baby brother that never go away. Come here, idiot. So, anything new on the fairgrounds since the last time I had to set foot on this desperately unsafe old rust bucket? Nope. Everything is pretty much exactly the same, only even more so. This place doesn't really change, it just kind of rearranges the chaos occasionally. And hey, you chose to come here on purpose, which is more than most fairground residents can say, so... What makes you think I chose to come here? You seriously expect me to believe that the only flight you could get from Earth to the Zibidot Empire had a layover on the fairgrounds? Okay, okay, yeah. I came out here to see you. There's... actually something kind of important I want to talk about. What is it? Mom? Dad? Is everything okay? Oh, yeah, no, they're fine. I just wanted... Look, I'd rather not discuss it right now. How about we meet up for dinner? There isn't, by chance, a Mixolydian restaurant anywhere in this dump, is there? Actually, yeah, Rixlon's acceptable food. But it's not exactly, uh, well, the name pretty much sums it up. When did you get into Mixolydian cuisine? What I'm into is the Mixolydian's inability to lie, so Rixlon's sounds perfect. Can I buy you an Althar dinner? Oh, sure. I know Althar would love to see you again, even if the feeling isn't literally mutual. Oh, and, uh, I could invite Stella? Uh, if you want to meet her, which is totally fine if you don't. Some other time? I mean, I'd love to meet your girlfriend. I seriously have to know what kind of badass Amazonian warrior apparently can't get enough of you. And yes, I definitely have a sizable stockpile of embarrassing childhood stories prepared, but this dinner has to be just you, me, and Althar, okay? I'll explain tonight. You're being super weird about this dinner. You're one to talk about weird. You live with an Iltorian. Fair. Well, I'm going to be meeting Stella for lunch at Poppy's, if you want to come along for that. We've been on opposite work schedules this week, so we've been doing lunch when she gets off work and before I go on. Sounds great. Just let me check into the Splendide, rest a bit, and I'll meet you at... 1420 in Yod 14. You're heading over to the hotel now? Yeah, long flight. Plus, there's a couple other things I need to get done while I'm here. But I'll see you at lunch, and... Oh! Good morning, John. And welcome back to the fairgrounds, Ms. Torkin. Congratulations on your appointment to Prang. 
thanks, but I'm afraid their feelings toward me and the Empire are still somewhat cool after the outcome of my last visit here, so Prang won't exactly be a prime posting for me. Nevertheless, I'm sure you'll be doing some very important work there. If you say so. I do. What brings you to customs, Frawl? Or, like, your visible manifestation, anyway? Oh, I've been dispatched to officially welcome the Fulganari delegation to the Heck in preparation for the Human Fulganari Friendship Celebration that is being held in the Gimel 8 Hydroponic Park this evening. A Human Fulganari Friendship Celebration? With an official delegation from Fulgulnar? That's odd. They're one of the more isolationist species out there. I mean, they're not belligerent. We have a perfectly amicable relationship, but they generally can't be bothered with any diplomatic formalities. Apparently, they have decided to change that, and are conducting ceremonies and celebration of that decision throughout human space, towards a better, more harmonious future between humans and plants. Wow. Has Mrs. F been involved in this? I think it's safe to say that Mrs. Frontenac has been crucial in preparing for tonight's events. This is all more than a little surprising, and it's more than a lot surprising that this is the first I'm hearing about it. I was actually wondering if you might attend, Ms. Torkin, since you are the highest-ranking member of the League of Humans Diplomatic Corps currently on station. Oh, I'm not sure about that. I'm not officially here representing the League. After all, I just stopped by to visit John, and we were planning to have dinner with Althar tonight, so... Ah. Uh, well, there won't be any scheduling conflict there, as Althar has already accepted his invitation to the event. Really? He never mentioned it. Well, Althar is often obligated to attend incredibly tedious diplomatic ceremonies. As the only Eltorian on board... His presence is naturally requested at any non-human gathering, and of course he hates to disappoint people. He doesn't usually tell you about these events because he thinks you'll feel obliged to offer to accompany him. He will feel obliged to accept, and then you will wind up having a terrible time. He's correct about that, by the way. Well, if Althar thinks I'll be bored... Take it from an expert, John. You will be bored out of your skull. I'm bored out of my skull 90% of the time at these things, even when I'm working them. What's the other 10% though? Usually blind panic. Interesting isn't really something you want to happen at a diplomatic ceremony. You make a good point, but for all, what kind of catering are they going to have at this thing? John, I am buying you a moderately expensive dinner right before this. So, I've got pockets. If there's one life lesson I've picked up from my time working for W... Uh, for my generous employers, it's never to turn down free food. And that goes double if it's being served at an event with gala, opening, benefit, celebration, or best of all, launch in the name. You just can't appreciate this because a career diplomat always knows where their next lavishly appointed buffet table is coming from. Oh, also, Frawl, can I bring Stella along? You'd be amazed at what she can fit in her clutch. Of course. If Ms. Reyes is free this evening, she would be more than welcome. And I can assure you that the catering will be first class. By human standards? Because I've seen what happens when people forget to be specific about that. Yes, actually. 
The Fuminari are going all out to make this event an appealing prospect for humans. In fact, they've arranged for several promotional announcements in an attempt to get as many humans as possible into hydroponics tonight. Someone should probably tell them to push the free food angle from what I'm hearing. I'll be sure to mention it. Now, if you'll excuse me, I think the delegation has just arrived. Sure thing, Frawl. Thanks. So listen, Boots, like I said, I've been on third shift all this week, so normally I'd be asleep right now. You good to get to the hotel on your own? No problem. I'll go check in at the Splendide, then check in with you at lunch. Hey there, beauties and bodies. This is the one and only Several with a special paid promotion. Now I know what you're saying. Oh? Paid promotion? Has the big man sold his soul? What do you think, Tess with balls? <laughs> what soul, Bo? Ooh, ouch! But I gotta admit, that's a fair question. Hey, Doddering Marty, you've been what? with me the longest. Ever remember me doing a promotional spot? Or having anything like a soul? What? That's what I thought. How about you, Incontinent Todd? Hey? Me doing promo for someone else? What's <laughs> that do to you? Any nervous leakage going out there? Wait, uh, Whoa, <laughs> come on! You keep saying you'll cut that out! And yet I just can't help myself, Todd. That's one thing we've got in common, huh? Oh, <laughs> but one thing I can help myself do is stay honest. And if I can't stay honest, I can at least stay Bo. And Bo being Bo means that even if I'm getting paid, and I mean seriously paid, to talk to some hotshot Herbie on tomorrow's show. <laughs> Whoa, Bo. You know you'll be catching some rustle about that. Why? Herbie? Ah, Tess, I know I'm behind the times, but from my angle, that was always an affectionate term. I mean, come on. Plants, flowers, herbs, they're all pretty great, right? Nothing wrong with being a Herbie, but... Okay, okay, I'll try to control myself. At least as much as my allergies will let me. Seriously, folks, one whiff of pollen and my face swells up like one of those bubble stack zoos from Hellebrand 8 when you call them a bladder ladder. <laughs> anyway, some big Fuglenar honcho is arriving at the fairgrounds today for some big human plant happy clappy friendship kumbaya, and they asked to come on the Bow Show tomorrow to talk about the future of human plant relations. So I figure, why not? I could pop an extra prestissima and take the hit. But I'll tell you one thing about my future relations with plants, and it involves one of them Kachilabon food salads. Am I right, Tess? <laughs> you know what I mean. Those are good eating, though. You know it, Tess. I mean, you got your greens, but then you got that great chili BBQ sauce all over it. And those fat, juicy chunks of food. Hey, Hundred, so turn that damn several off. How many times do I have to tell you he's back for business? Switch it back to an unthreatening music-like tone stream. Oh, welcome to the fair. Oh, Althar. Wonderful to see you as always. Greeting to you, Sin Makalaka. And how is the business at the Shop of Gifting this day? Oh, you know how it is, Althar. It's been a pretty slow cycle, I'm afraid. Then fear no further, dear friend. Althar is about to cause considerable acceleration of your cycle with his purchasings. Althar must make attendance this evening on the celebration of Fuglnari human friendship. And it would not be appropriate for him to arrive empty-graspered, so he is wishing to purchase the appropriate gift for a visiting Fuglnari delegation. And of course, Althar is thinking, where is better to be finding these than the official gift 
shop of the Human Exchange Concourse, where he has made purchase of so many delightful and culturally illustrative human items for his friends around the galaxy. Ah, so you're looking for some traditional human gifts for the delegation. What did you have in mind? Pencil holder? Set of coasters, maybe? Or some of our customized mugs? Yes, the customized novelty mug has been a most appreciated gift item among the distantly located friends of Althar. But there is a snagging. He has been unable to determine how many Fugulnari will be in this delegation or how they are named. He does not even know the term by which a respected Fugulnari delegate is to be properly addressed. Of course, scene is never inappropriate, but Althar is always desiring to use a being's preferred form of addressment when he is able. But there is so little information to be found on the Fugulnari. They are a people who are greatly valuing their privacy, it seems. Right. You don't see many of them around. I think there's one living here, though. Oh, yes! Mrs. Frondrenax! She is Althar's neighbor! But she has not been answering to her communication device today. And... Althar is not wishing to explode her phone while she is occupied with making preparation for the celebration of friendship. Not a problem, Althar. We've got a complete list of all known forms of address for every species in the galaxy that has indicated a preference. Let me just... Fugonari... Fugonari... Ah, nerds. No entry. Sorry, but you said your neighbor is a missus. Yes! certain if this is typical among her people or an adaptation to the life among humans, so he does not know if he should on this occasion use the human modes of address, or which among the so many of these he should be using. Would Mr. or Mrs. or Ms. or Mix be appropriate? No one can tell, Althar. And what if there are esteemed physicians or educators among them? Or members of the clergy? Althar's researching on this subject has borne no fruit. Althar does not even know how many of the Fugulnari are bearing fruit! Well, if you really want to be prepared for anything they might throw at you, we could always do a full run of every item on the list. Oh! This is a most ingenious solution, C. Makalaka. Yes! Althar would wish to purchase five... No, ten! Althar does not know of the size of the delegation still, and it is better to be safety. Ten each! of the Human Exchange Concourse personalized novelty mugs inscribed to esteemed Fugulnari delegate in combination with every possible form of address. Would Althar be able to make retrieval of these by 1630? Hey, Erdren, we're gonna need ten each of a full run of mugs with every honorific in the book for esteemed Fugulnari delegate in eight hours. Better get on it. Oh, man. Don't give me any splorch. It's for Althar. Now you know, Althar, I always recommend these mugs as the perfect gift to represent human friendship. But maybe you'd like to throw in something more specific to the Fulgonari taste? Ooh! Are you having any suggestions? Well... Oh, here we go. Plants like water, right? Famous for it! Now we have these spritzers over here. They're actually designed for visiting slug species from Flatilu 7. But you know... They're a pretty handsome product. No reason a Vulcanari wouldn't appreciate a spritz from one of these. Ooh! Is it possible to make also personalizement of the spritzers? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we could do that. Hey, Herndrin, we're gonna need the same run as the mugs, but with the Philatelooly spritzers. Same pickup. Oh, man! 
What? You've got the stencils? It's for Alpha. Oh, All right, Alpha. I'll put these on your account, and you can pick them up in eight hours. Or I could have Herndon run them over to you if you're busy. Thanks, will not be necessary, Sin Makalaka. Alpha will return to collect his gifts when they are completed. Thanking you. Pleased to be excusing Alpha, Gazine. Greeting to friend John on Alpha's communication device. As Susan made safe arrival to the fairgrounds, Alpha is very pleased. Susan is wishing to consume a dinner in the company of Alpha. Alpha would, of course, be most pleased to be conversing with the sister of friend John, but uh, perhaps a meeting that does not involve the consumables would be more practical. Alpha does not wish to. <laughs> the staff at Rixlands can certainly be trusted to provide adequate screening. Then there is no difficulty. <laughs> but this dinner must be an early one, as the presence of Althar has been requested at an event later in the... Oh! Althar did not think you would have interest in the celebration of human Fugulnari friendship. Then he will be accompanying you there also. Very well, friend John. Althar will be seeing you then, if not before. <laughs> that is most astute, Friend John. Farewell to you. Oh, joy. Friend John's sister has made invitation to Althar for a dinner. She is most generous indeed to be able to overlook the inadvertent rudeness Althar was committing on her last visit. Althar must be thanking her. Sin Makalaka, Althar will also require a novelty mug with the name of Susan on it, please. Sure thing, Althar. We can... Oh, wait a tick. Yeah, we actually got that one in stock right over here. Unless you need another full run of titles. No, Alpha believes that the one Susan mug will be adequate. She gonna need a personalized spritzer too? Oh no, Sin Makalaka. Susan is a human. The sister of my dear friend and roommate, John. Although their relationship is one of great complication that friend John has yet to explain in a way that Alpha is grasping. So, who's to say humans can't enjoy a good spritz from time to time? Althar cannot be arguing with this! Then yes, please, a personalized Susan spritzer for the complexly related sister of friend John. Erndren, one more personalized spritzer, name of Susan. Oh, man! Okay, Althar, I'll have this packaged for pickup by 1630. Hey, anything for our best customer. <laughs> Gotta love that Altorian. I feel like I was taking advantage if buying all this crap didn't make him so thrilling happy. Snap to it, Herndren! We need that whole order printed and boxed by this afternoon! Oh man... And how many times do I have to tell you to take off that nail polish? Gives me the whim-whams. It looks like your fingernails are bleeding. Oh man... Attention Fairgrounds residents, this is your Recreation Director Bot with a special announcement for all humans in residence at, passing through, or unexpectedly waking up on the HEC. This evening at 2400 hours, there will be a human Fuglnari friendship celebration in the Gimel 8 Hydroponic Park 
in connection with a new joint initiative from the League of Humans and the Fuglenari Ascendancy. An official delegation from Fuglenar will be sharing their vision of a bright new future of closer relations and advanced cooperation between the League of Humans and their people. All humans are welcome to join them there or via simulcast from any of the hydroponics parks. The Fuglenary promise that this ceremony will, under no circumstances, be just another skull-crushingly boring and utterly pointless bit of diplomatic oofferon, if you can believe that. And if you can, well, I say go for it. That is all. And if anyone believes that, they deserve to be living on the fairgrounds. You know, I've had to implement some ludicrous orders from Earth Central over the years, but this takes some kind of cake. Hi, we're sending a Fuglenari delegation all the way out there for some reason, so we're going to need you to throw together some kind of sumptuous gala for their benefit and live stream it to the entire station, by the way, just to show everyone how much we appreciate our plant friends. Oh, and this all has to happen the day after tomorrow. Right. We have a grand total of one Fuglenari living out here, and as far as I can tell, even she doesn't have any interest in this shindig. Why us? Because to League of Humans, we are useful idiots. Since when is the fairgrounds useful? And I'd certainly be willing to believe we got stuck with this boondoggle because everyone else managed to weasel out of it. Except apparently no one else did. Because this is just one of a whole series of celebrations that are happening all over human space. And the ridiculous cherry on top of the whole ludicrous cream cake is they're making it a whole thing that the celebration has to start at the exact same time everywhere, no matter what the local time is. I think on Io, they're actually dragging everyone out of bed at 2 a.m. for the shness. Stupid bureaucratic hogwash. How could the exact time possibly matter to anyone? If we missed it, no one back on Earth would even hear about it for another day and a half. Well, this delegation they are sending they would know right away. Oh, right. The delegation. Yeah. Yes, we should keep them happy. And I suppose it makes for a nice change that someone out there thinks we're important enough to warrant an entire delegation. But it also means on top of everything else, I have to drag out the dress uniform. At least they managed to get all the Dilurian blood and baked Europa stains out of it after the last time. There you are, Lieutenant, and welcome aboard Sin... Flixwind Tricks, Commander Toriana, and a pleasure it is to meet you. Thank you, Sin Flixwind Tricks. Or do you have another preferred form of address? Just Flixwind Tricks, Commander. We Fulganari do not burden our names with extraneous appendages. Really? Because the one Fulganari I've met calls herself... Uh, well, never mind that now. I was 
about to say that the entire staff of the Human Exchange Concourse would like to welcome you. And will do all they can to make this visit enjoyable for you. And of course, for the rest of your delegation. Speaking of which, when will we be meeting the rest of the delegation? Ahem. Uh, Commander, Flix Wintrix is the delegation. <laughs> oh. So, this incredibly important human Fuglnari event that we've been asked to put everything else aside to host will consist of a great many humans and two Fuglnari, assuming Mrs. Frondranax decides to show up. Oh, Frondranax will absolutely be with us tonight, Commander. In fact, she's currently occupied with the final preparations for our part of the celebration. I see. Well, as to our part, our orders were somewhat unclear as to what exactly we were meant to provide for this august occasion. As long as you've arranged to livestream my speech to all of the hydroponics parks, along with the brief words of introduction you should have received from your superiors on Earth, I won't require any further consideration. I believe you have also been instructed to gather as many humans as possible for tonight's event? Well, yes. Uh, we were told that, and we have been promoting it. But you know, we only just found out about this two days ago, which didn't really give us a lot of time to put together an event that the general populace would find appealing. Most of the humans on station are civilians, you know. We can't just order them to show up. And I'm afraid an exchange of diplomatic formalities isn't exactly the kind of thrilling spectacle that brings out the crowds. So I can't guarantee that the turnout will be as full as you might like. Hmm, that seems like an unfortunate failing of your species. But perhaps by working more closely with Fulgonari in the future, you may be able to improve your ability to manage your people. Zing! Stalingrad, <laughs> belay that chatter! Apparently, you have as little control over these robots you have created as you do over your fellow humans, Commander, if that term is indeed appropriate. Based on what I've thus far observed, I'd say it's more than a little misleading. If I might offer another perspective, Flex Wintrix, while the League of Humans may seem to have a disorderly and inefficient social structure, within its chaos is also great strength. It allows both the individual and the larger cohort great flexibility in both conceptualization and action. They represent a fascinating mass of contradictions, even to a 27-dimensional being such as myself. Well, from my perspective, they seem like an absolute mess. And as for yours, is it really necessary to exist in 27 dimensions? That certainly seems like a profligate waste of time and energy. Those are the same thing. Nonetheless, it sounds like a profoundly wasteful way to live. I should think four dimensions would be more than enough for anyone. That would vary greatly on how you define waste or living. For example, would it be a waste of my time to have a quick peek into your root system and delve into your thoughts, dreams, and ambitions? Or even modify them if I were to take the notion? Perhaps so. But the fact that I very much can do that gives me a great many extremely efficient methods of achieving my own aims. It's really a question of scale. Ah, oh, yes. Yes, I can see your point. Ha! Score one! 
for Lieutenant Fancy Diplomat Plant has been schooled. Stalin bot? <laughs> Lix Wintrix is an honored guest. No one is schooling anyone. But, uh, Frawl and I had planned on personally showing you around the fairgrounds. Or, well, we'd planned on showing the delegation around, which obviously is... In anyway, if that sounds acceptable to you, we could get started any time. Yes, that sounds acceptable, Commander, if not particularly desirable. It's of no concern to me one way or the other, but if you've prepared some kind of little tour, we might as well go through with it. Yes, I suppose we might as well. <laughs> well good luck on important diplomatic mission, Commander. <laughs> I'm certain you will have wonderful experiences to tour guide for new Fugumari friend. <laughs> You know what, Stalinbot? I seem to recall something in the Union's weekly grievance list about robot workers being denied career advancement opportunities. And you know what? They're right. It's high time you robots were allowed to join us for important diplomatic missions like this. Oh, but uh, who will watch panel? Some other bot should take opportunity. I will make sacrifice. Swenson, you're on comms. Yes, sir. Uh, there you go, Stalinbot. You're as free as a cockatrice. Now go change into your formal dress torso and we'll get this tour started. Bojimoy. Well, we're waiting for Stalinbot to rejoin us, Flixwintrix. Would you like to look around the bridge or ask us any questions? No, thank you, Commander. I don't believe there's anything here that requires my further attention. I'll cease conversing now in order to conserve energy and not expend mind space on empty formalities or needless chatter. You may let me know when this tour is ready to commence. <sighs> hey, Fairgrounders! This is your old pal Chip Frankel, owner and operator of The Electric Egg, the place on the fairgrounds for the finest in alcoholic imbibement and entertainment for all species. And right now, in honor of the surprise human Fulganari friendship celebration, our master mixologist Sopan has some surprises of their own just for you. Isn't that right, Sopan? That's right, Chip. I've created a line of four special drinks, all of which are tasty and intoxicating when drunk by a human or sprayed on a plant. So try our new juniper, slow, blackberry, and peppermint spritzers, either in a glass or in a, a spritzer. They'll put a spring in your step or in your stem. All right. Thanks, Sopan. <laughs> they might not be much good at Ballyhoo, but they're tops behind the bar. Take it from me. And hey, you don't have to be a human or a plant to enjoy a refreshing drink or five at the egg. No matter what your species, we've got a tipple for your taste. From the Mebsudan Lava Toddy, to the Arakeen Sunset, to those infused gases so popular with our friends from Hellebreen 8. And of course, the electric egg also features the fabulous sounds of the amazing D and Stops, two cycles out of every three, providing the musical wallpaper. So come on down, or up, to the electric egg, the place to go on the fairgrounds whenever you're looking to have a good time in a relaxing, friendly atmosphere. 
Stupid misunderstanding, mm. Chip, but these zoots won't let it go. You yes. tell that big lux to keep his what? single extremities off mine, or I'll beast him. I'll beast you! Art? A lummox? He's barely a meter tall. Listen, hey. no one likes getting their foot stepped on, but this is a bar and it's crowded. It was clearly an accident. Get over it. Oh, sure. Get over it. That's some biped thinking for you right there. You get a foot stepped on, you got another one as a backup. Hey, man, it's no one San Andreas that you got shafted in the appendage bureau, but I cogitate that a monopod would. Don't you even talk to me, crazy legs. Chill out! No, he's kicking me in the shins! Well, that's as far as he could reach, Vert. Uh -oh. Both of you, different corners! What? Corners? It's all curvy in here. You know what she I will step on you myself if you don't shut up. Okay, okay, back off, D. I've got this. Gentle <laughs> beings, if you would be willing to set aside your differences and retreat to opposite arc segments of the room, I'd be happy to bring each of you a specially prepared custom cocktail. Hey, Bubbles? Mm -hmm. You got both these Drifter species in your metabolic database? Let me see. Yep. I got a full metabolic analysis on both of them. Why? I want you to whip up something special to put each of them on the downward slope of buzzed. Preferably one that can take them all the way from belligerent to comatose. But I'll settle for anything that'll shut them up. A couple med suit and lava toddies would definitely do that. Just saying. <laughs> Yeah, no. Let's call burn their faces off plan B. So, Bubbles? I got you covered, boss. Great. Strees, what is it recently? Used to be we'd have a ruckus maybe every day or two. Now it's at least twice a cycle. And Vert, of all people! Well, it's probably the first time Vert ever got in a fight with someone smaller than him. Maybe he just got carried away with feeling like a tough guy for once. There's been some seriously slimy vibage in here as of recent, Jorp. If you ask me, the place could use a vibe realignment. Mm. We need an orgone collector or something. Or an exorcism, maybe. <laughs> hey, every joint goes through phases like this. You just gotta roll with it until it blows over. Yeah, but whatever I've seen this before, it was because of an influx of new customers. Strangers. Species that don't interact much, they come together for the first time, appendages are gonna get thrown. But these are regular soap on. I don't get it. Hey Chip, here's your settle down specials. Now, the carmine one with the swimmy pulp things is for Vert, and the crimson one with the swimmy veggie bits is for the Bronsonian. Don't mix them up or it'll... Well, just don't mix them up, okay? Yeah, yeah, I got it. I don't think Chorp is on our amplitude, Zoots. No kidding. This isn't about the new or the regular. It's about the egg, man. It's just feeling static, you know? Oh, yeah. The same old, same old. Yeah, there's a fine line between comfortably familiar and unpleasantly monotonous. I don't know. I mean, good drinks. 
Good music, good food. What more does anyone want? You jealous, sister. Atmosphere, maybe? And I'm not talking about what comes out of the vents. Also, yeah, we're doing our part with the drinks and the music, but the food is Cragsville. Take it from someone with taste buds, okay? Hey, it's all I eat, and I'm a big boy with all of the strength I need. Mmm, exactly. The food's fine for someone who's glitched out of their skull. It's good enough to satisfy the midnight munchies and keep this crowd from wandering off looking for the nearest kebab joint. But greasy Ganymede wings and soggy Penrose nachos just don't make it anymore. We've had more than a few decent restaurants set up on the fairgrounds lately if you haven't noticed. And even a couple places that are way fancier than a half-scrapped tourist trap at the ass end of human space has any right to expect. Oh, right, like that one with no name. It's got a name. It's called... Is that what it says on their sign? They don't have a sign. They're too fancy for that. That's exactly what I'm talking about. The egg is still an okay place to get randomized, but why settle for that when you can head over to Shea Pazzo or that other one and get randomized over a gourmet meal? We need to step up our game. So what do we do? It was hard enough talking Chip into redecorating the last time we tried it. And he's still snagged about not being able to get back the full purchase price on those potted plants. (laughs) Plus, you know, the whole gruesome murder-suicide thing that left that Mm. stain on the floor. Which was 0% the fault of our renovations, but you know he's gonna bring it up. Man is tighter with a cred than an English rock star staring down a contractor's invoice. Seriously. My firmware was supposed to be updated last month, and he keeps trying to fast-talk me into installing this bootleg version he can get from a zood he says has an honest face-like area. I'm not putting that in me. Yeah, he won't spend a dime unless he thinks he's gonna get back five dollars. Okay, so we find something he cares about more than money. (laughs) (laughs) There's gotta be something. What if- oh, what if we embarrass him? Does Dorp even know from shame? (laughs) I know he's got some pride in this place. It's not just about the money for him. No, seriously. He's a cheapskate, sure, but this place is still his baby. The electric egg is Chip Frinkle, and Chip Frinkle is the electric egg. He doesn't want it to be a dive. I'll bet his ego could outweigh his stinginess if we just put our fingers on the scale a little. If we could show him how thoroughly atiolated this place looks through the eyes of the kind of big spender he wants to bring in here. I don't know what kind of eyes would make Chip see anything but red, but with the Fred, I'll keep my own eyes peeled. Oh, it's that time again. Sorry, but if I don't put Bo on, these drifters will start kicking up. Hey folks, this is Bo Several here, the last honest voice on the fairgrounds where everyone else is using nine words to sell you six lies and possibly even more. And we're looking into the dirt on this place situation. You know, I don't think that Smarkhead's influence is doing much to keep things fully tiled around here either. I'm rolling right over there, I'm telling you. I'm telling you again, human Fugonari friendly Wendy pajama party that's going down tonight in hydroponics. And tomorrow we've got this Fugonari bigwig on the show. What's his name again, Tess? Flex Wintrix. Flex Toe Rigs? 
<laughs> okay, okay, whatever. I'll have it by tomorrow. Don't at me. <laughs> hey, Todd, you want to take a stab at it? Yeah. Actually, never mind. I don't want you relaxing the wrong set of muscles and ruining that chair. Oh, come on, oh. Bobby, just cut it out. Not so long as the incontinent Todd Merch keeps doing numbers, Dr. Leaky. Hey. Then we'll have to find you an even more embarrassing gimmick if you want to stick around. Oh. Anyway. When I get this plant zoo in here, I'll have a few questions for him about why humans should even care about his species anyway. I mean, there are plenty of planets on Earth, right? And all over most league planets. And none of them talk back to us, which to my mind is a pretty big advantage. So what do these Fugulari even want from humans? And what are they offering in return? Now you may think I'm saying humans shouldn't bother attending this shindig tonight, but no. No, 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 bo. I'm telling you all to go right ahead and show up. Pay close attention to what the head Herbie has to say. And if you don't like what you hear, let him know about it. And I'll do the same thing tomorrow when he's sitting right here or rooting right here. Whatever. With me and So, you two are off powdering your noses long enough to make a far less insecure man than I get the heebie-jeebies. Get all the humiliating stories out of your system yet? Relax. I just wanted to take Susan by the kitchen to meet Sparky. She's never seen a vent biter up close. Most people haven't. I mean, who are still alive. Yeah. That was interesting. And cute. And terrifying. You're really okay with that thing having the run of this place? It was a little weird at first. I mean, I spent most of my career here trying to kill those bastards before they killed and ate anyone they could get their hind claws into, so... For a while, my gut reaction whenever I saw Sparky was to, you know, jump on him and break his neck. Oh, not Sparky. Yes, Sparky. The main reason I started eating all my lunches at Poppy's in the first place was because I was positive that eventually that little guy would remember he's a stone-cold predatory killing machine and try to eviscerate everyone in here. But one day I looked at his face and... Listen, I've locked eyes with a lot of vent biters and all I saw there was blind homicidal rage. So I can tell you that little guy is domesticated. If his killer instincts are still in there somewhere, they're buried deep. He just lives for his eels and sweetmeats. But you still have lunch here every day. Well, by that point, I'd realize this joint gives you more crash for your cred than any other diner on the fairgrounds, so I stuck with it. I think she's grown attached to Sparky. Not that she'd ever admit it. I've grown attached to the Blorchburger Deluxe Special is what it is. Has it been hard, adjusting to normal sanitation work with most of the vent biters gone? Not nearly as hard as it was to adjust the other way. Although sometimes I do get this weird unsettled feeling, but... I think that's just a reaction to the lack of regular adrenaline spikes. In general, though, not facing death on a daily basis is a lot easier to get accustomed to. Not to mention your coworkers actually experiencing death. Right. Sorry. I hope I didn't hit a sore spot. No, it's fine. I mean, it's not. And probably someday, whatever I've been doing to deal with it will catch up with me. But honestly, I'd take a straight-up vent biter raid over another robot union negotiation any day. Way less stressful. Tell me about it. I'm even a probationary union member, but that cuts me basically no slack in arguments over what constitutes a drinks machine, a window, or a very small wire. Really? They even argue about the wires? You're on 16 gauge and smaller, they're on everything else, right? What's to argue about? They're robots. There's always something to argue about. Uh Uh-huh. You know, the union's protections may be inconvenient, but- Yes, okay, I know. The robots were badly treated, we all know that. Horribly treated. But the robot wars were a long time ago, and sometimes it's hard to keep all that history in mind when you've got a robot trying to convince you that every hole in a hole qualifies as a window. I know you were pretty passionate about robot rights when you were at university. Really? 
Yes, my doctoral thesis was on robot labor relations and their impact on interstellar diplomacy, which is a whole unfortunate story. And yes, John, the robot liberation wars were a long time ago, but our grandparents were around for the last one. And how much did you really learn about them in school? I mean, you went to the same secondary school I did. Our history teachers didn't really pace themselves all that well. We'd start out the year doing like a whole month on Pierre de Mons and Samuel de Champlain, and then they'd realize they were behind and start speeding up to try and get through everything, and by the time we made it all the way up to the Robot Wars, it was like June 28th, and they got about an hour. Hey, I don't think I ever asked, what did you major in? Latin American literature. <laughs> really? You still remember any of it? La sabiduría nos llega cuando ya no nos sirve de nada. Huh. Anyway, just remember when you have issues with robots, there's a lot of historical precedent for why they don't trust humans any farther than they can throw us. They can throw us pretty far. <sighs> My point is, if they're making your life difficult, it's only because they've learned the hard way how difficult humans are willing to make their lives. Believe me, as someone who is now legally a robot myself, I'm very much aware I don't have all the rights I used to. But there has to be a middle ground between getting exploited by humans and letting us die because of a subclause in a union contract. I mean, during the Christmas debacle, they refused to stop a disaster that was going to kill literally everyone on the fairgrounds, including all of them. Again, they have really good reasons to stick to the letters of their contracts, even if it means sacrificing themselves. Trust has to be earned, and we're nowhere near that point yet. I mean, I don't disagree, but knowing that doesn't make them any easier to work with. And speaking of work, I gotta get to the office before HF self-diagnoses himself with some kind of infection in yet another organ humans don't have. I'll just get the bill before I go. Oh no you won't. This is on me, and so's dinner tonight. By the way. Susan, it's fine. I got this. Not a discussion, Nibbles. So shut up and go to work so I can gossip with your girlfriend. Nibbles. No, you shut up. Let me pay for this. And Stella, don't listen to a word she says. Both of you shut up. I've already told them to put this on my tab, so you're done fighting about it, okay? Fine. Okay. So, you go pull HF out of his Hecknet MD hole, and I'll stay here and enjoy a pleasant and minimally embarrassing conversation with your sister. Sound good? Yeah, sorry. See you both tonight. Okay, he's gone. What do you want to hear about first? The thing with his first hoverboard or the flan incident? Hey, 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 I meant what I said. We don't do things like that. Talk behind each other's backs. Fair enough. So, you two... It's pretty serious, huh? I mean, anyone can tell you kids are crazy about each other. Yeah. Although it took us like forever to get around to actually saying the L word, but we did get it out of the way eventually. Did he try to make some big romantic gesture out of it? He was always trying to do those for the people he dated. They usually ended in disappointment, if not property damage. <laughs> I think we both were kind of planning something like that at one point or another, but life on the fairgrounds has a habit of sneaking up on you, so the plans kept getting scrapped. And then one night after work, we were both too exhausted for anything but vegging out on the couch, watching Dave and Zwizzlin' Arp, and we both just suddenly said it at the same time. So we got it over with, and now we're good. Huh. Stella, I've gotta say, I think my baby brother finally found the perfect person for him. <laughs> Thanks. Were there very many imperfect people before me? 
I mean, I know about Judy. That was pretty serious, I guess. Yeah, I just made it to the wedding before being sent out here. Oh, so Judy and um, original flavor John? How was it? It was interesting. Judy had some creative ideas. There were a lot of bridal events, fittings, luncheons, multiple showers, and a whole week-long bridesmaids trip to Europa. At least I managed to convince her I was too busy to be in the wedding party myself, so I got out of listening to her friends harass the wait staff while sipping garishly colored sugary cocktails through a penis straw. Yeesh, that's Judy? Hard to imagine John. Yeah, Fairgrounds John is definitely not Earth John. Way less of a doormat, for starters. I suppose adversity has been good for him. And I think I can definitely say he's got much better taste in partners now. Not that any of the exes before Judy lasted all that long, but they were all memorably awful in their own way. What about here? Was there anyone on the fairgrounds before you came along? No one that lasted more than a few dates, from what he's told me. And uh, yeah, memorably awful would be a good way to put it. (laughs) There were a couple that were... Well, I probably shouldn't get into it. Come on. I served up the dish on the ex-fiance. You owe me a little something. Okay, so there are these two sisters who work here, Amber and Ashley, and they're perfectly nice, but they have this kind of, I'm not sure what to call it. It's not exactly a speech impediment, but anyway, John got the impression that Amber was seriously flirting with him, so he decided to go ahead and ask her out. But it turned out that the whole time he thought she'd been asking him. This is a public service announcement from the committee to keep the fairgrounds clean. Reminding you to please keep our fairgrounds clean. So, yeah, um, I mean, that's pretty straightforward, right? (laughs) But seriously, it's just getting really sloppy out there, you know? And someone's been vandalizing all the trash detectors, so that doesn't help. Sure, okay, we all hated those trash detectors, but, you know, it, it turns out that without them, a lot of you are just tossing your trash in the corridors, which means they're just going to have to put in new detection units anyway, right? So would you rather just put your wrappers and cups and napkins and things in a bin like responsible sapiens or get yelled at by a machine until you do it? It's up to you. In any case, this has been a public service announcement from the committee to keep the fairgrounds clean, reminding you to Keep the fairgrounds clean. Okay. Uh, Althor? Althor, is that you back there? Greeting to you, Mrs. Ferrandrinex. It is indeed Althor. But how were you guessing who is concealed behind these many packagings? Oh, it's impossible not to recognize you, sweetie. But I think you've gotten a little carried away with this silly human Halloween business. It was over a week ago, after all, but here you are still in costume. I can't even tell what you're supposed to be this time. It looks like some kind of pile of gift bags pushing a hover sledge. That is because Elthar is carrying many gift bags while pushing a hover sledge. I don't get it. Have they introduced a new character on Dave in Swizzlin' Arp? Or is this some kind of conceptual thing? Oh no, Mrs. Ferrandrinex. This 
this is not at all the costume. The fact that his many boxes and bags are making partial concealment of Althar is only the happy coincidence. Oh, I see. You've been on quite the shopping spree, haven't you? What do you need all this for? Oh, Althar is perhaps not needing all this, as Mrs. Frondrenax is now available to make clarification. Althar wishes to make a personalized gifting to the Fugunari delegation at the ceremony this evening, but he is not knowing their names or titles, so he was purchasing several of every possible option. But which is correct, please, and how many will be needed? Oh, Althar, I could have saved you the trouble. There's only one delegate coming to the ceremony here, my old friend Flix Wintrix. And generally speaking, we Fugulnari don't fuss with any kind of titles or honorifics. Oh, I can see how I might have given you the wrong impression, but uh, Mrs. is really more what you'd call a nickname for human use. Ah, oh, that is unfortunate. Then the storage compartment of Althar will make receiving of a great increase in incorrectly personalized human novelty mugs this cycle. <laughs> Perhaps Althar will find use for all of his redundant gift purchasings one day. Well, here's hoping. You know, sweetie, I feel terrible that I let you buy all this Falderall for no reason. I tell you what, why don't you just drop it all off at your place, and I'll stop by later and pick out a couple of pieces that Flick Swintrix might appreciate. Your assistance would be most welcome to Althar. And please feel free to take any items that are pleasing to yourself as well. Oh. There are many spritzers, if these are in your liking. Oh, spritzers. <laughs> will Flick Swintrix be staying with you in your suite next door? After so many years in residing here, your home in Aleph must be the most comfortable location on the fairgrounds for one of your own people. Oh, no. No, they'll be staying in hydroponics. We Fugulnari can make ourselves comfortable anywhere we try, but there's really no place better suited to us, outside of Fugulnar itself, of course, than a good old-fashioned hydroponic park. Oh, then if Althar may be asking... Why is it that Mrs. Frondrenax has chosen instead to make residence in Olive One? Arthur is aware that the rent on the diplomatic levels is considered most exorbitant by those who are not receiving a plenteous discretionary fund from the Ultorian Commonality Xenopsychology Interest Group. Uh, oh, well, yes, yes, it is certainly pricey. You won't hear me arguing that. But, you know, please don't spread this around, dearie. My pension is actually very generous. <laughs> Besides, if I'd wanted to stick around plants all the time, I, I might as well have stayed back on Fulgonar. No, no, I'm the rare Fulgonari who likes to uproot themselves, metaphorically speaking, of course, and live among the fauna. We're certainly seen as more than a little eccentric back home, but follow your bliss, I say. So, of course, once I got here, I didn't want to hedge myself in with my non-sentient cousins. No, no, there's no denying that hydroponics has all the amenities a plant could want. But in the grand cycle of things, I'd much rather live next door to someone special like you. Oh, it is very kind of you to be saying so. And 
Althar is understanding completely what it is to be considered strange by his own people. Many of Iltor consider his attempting of human friendship to be most eccentric indeed. <laughs> but he believes his project will make paying of off one day. And then the friendship of human and Iltorian will be a thing most usual. I certainly admire your perseverance, dear boy. Uh, but speaking of friendship, I'd better get going if I want to have everything ready for the celebration tonight. I have to visit all the hydroponics parks and make sure the staff is ready for this event. It's going to be so exciting. Oh, yes. Alpha will not be delaying you any longer. Alpha must himself be hurrying home to make unloading of these gift boxes if he is to return the hover sledge to the rental kiosk before he is charged for another cycle. All right then, sweetie. I'll see you tonight. Alpha will be looking forward, added Mrs. Ferrandrenex. Hiya, folks. This is Sharon from Sammy's Witches. Me and my dad and all the folks here at Sammy's want to let you all know about today's special. In honor of the Human Fugelnara Friendship Celebration, we're having a limited burger special one day only. For half price of our normal special, we have the plant-friendly all-meat burger. That's right, you get a classic Sammy's food burger with two slices of our special barbecue vet-grown chicken breast for a bun, topped off with Martian chorizo and a snack and bacon garnish on a side. And for all of you that get down here early, you can get a squirt cheese whiz on your burger for no extra charge. But that offer only lasts as long as Chi does, and you know, there's only so much the little guy can do before he starts to get dehydrated. So, come on down right now to Sammy's Witches, where we like plants so much, we won't even touch them. <laughs> you really got a problem with Chi's special sauces, don't you, kid? I don't get it. Off Earth for over a year now, and you're still so provincial. And if you think about it, even back on Earth, humans have been happily cramming our faces full of some schness and animal squirted out since basically forever. I mean, what do you think actual cheese is? Yeah, that's very logical, HF, but honestly, it doesn't make me more comfortable with what's going on at Sammy's. It just makes me much less comfortable with actual cheese. So, what's new here? We got anything on the slate? Not much. Looks like an easy day here. Just one little job. A weird one, but really easy. A very small wire splice, plus a conduit reroute in Samic 32. Simple enough. What's weird about it? Well, it's not a repair. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay. So what am I supposed to be doing? I can't believe this word is passing my lips, but here it is. Upgrade. Upgrade? Upgrade! Wow. Yep. Direct orders from HQ, who apparently got it from Earth Central, and whoever finally actually showed up to a meeting of the Fairgrounds Infrastructure Committee. Says they want us to upgrade some wiring for improved efficiency, if you can believe it. Strees, that's a first. And considering how much stuff around here could really use it, uh, when's the last time you saw an upgrade order? Well, I've been here nine years, so thinking back, I'd say, uh... Half past never. And the gal who trained me? Never ever. This may be the first official wiring upgrade around here since the downshifting. I am horrified and honored. Uh, you sure you don't want to take it? Be a part of history? <sighs> Can't say I'm not tempted, kid. But honestly, the alcove you'll be working in is a little tight for me. Any enclosed space like that, my calf muscles seize right up. You'll fit better. 
Hey, Jeff, I got like four inches on you. Yeah, but you're wiry. And speaking of wiry, <laughs> I already pulled up the schematics you'll need for this one. Take a look. Oh, and you should also check out the latest batch of these weirdo restrictions we've been getting from corporate the last couple of weeks. You know, don't set foot in tab 40 through 50 during second and third cycle Thursday. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, what the frid was that about? I mean, none of it is all that inconvenient, at least compared to everything else around here, but they don't seem to make any sense. And this office is the only subsidiary we've got all the way out here, so why would HQ even care enough to micromanage where we go and when? Who knows? You ask me, there's some kind of territorial negotiations going on with the robot union about who covers what and when and where and will be the last to know about it. With any luck, it'll turn out in our favor. But, well, kid, you know all about luck or the lack thereof. I certainly do. All right, I'm out of here. Got a cribbage date with George Formanbot plus Jackson Pollockbot and a couple other zoods. Oh, tell Formanbot I say hi. I will. You know, he's really taking a shine to you. Yeah, I think he feels bad for me because I'm a robot made of meat. Nah, <laughs> George is good people. You should come along to a game sometime. He's a lot more fun outside the job. We've been palling around almost as long as I've been here. He and Jack and I used to be part of this regular poker night. You can have a mixed game like that as long as you stick with the Historobots whose personalities are less, you know, mathematically minded. Cuts down on the card counting. Then, of course, Isaac Newton bot, Eben Alhatham bot, and Emmy Nother bot all had to get in on it. And it stopped being fun real quick. So now we stick to cribbage night. Oh, and by the way, thanks for finally getting rid of all those plants in here. A lot easier to get around. All right. But see you later, I kid. you got rid of it, the... Oh, whatever. Hey, do you like plants? I mean, really like plants? Like, more than you like your fellow meat-based sapiens. Well then, have you considered a career in hydroponics? We're looking for people just like you. Why not stop by one of the friendship gatherings in hydroponics tonight and hear what the Fuglinari delegate has to say? If you like what you hear, you may just be the kind of sapient we're looking for. Hydroponics is a rapidly expanding career field with plenty of promise for the future. And that's not just true on the fairgrounds, but all over the galaxy. We're looking for a few good sapiens to get in on the ground floor and help us take the field of hydroponics to the next level. So join us tonight! See you in the green! And this is the Central Promenade. It's our main commercial hub where much of the fairgrounds comes together. It appears rather haphazard and somewhat unsanitary. <laughs> that is understatement of year. Well, we like to think of it as a place that fosters cultural exchange as well as economic growth. A place where sapiens from all over the galaxy can shop, dine, and make travel arrangements. All while gaining an appreciation of our similarities as well as our differences. And you consider that a positive thing? Yes, in fact. And I'm not sure I understand why if you do not, and I mean not just you personally, but Google Nari in general, from what I can tell, why you've made this sudden decision to formally celebrate your relationship with us humans. <sighs> the Fugal Nari open minds spent a long time cogitating upon the advantages and disadvantages of extending ourselves to a closer relationship with other species. A very long time. Many generations, in fact. Eventually, we decided that, 
As offensive to our sensibilities as it may prove to be, it would ultimately be advantageous if we were to partner with other species. For us, I mean, besides the obvious advantages that working with us would confer on any of you people. And then it took a few more generations before we decided exactly what method of doing so would be most effective. So when did you decide humans would be the best species to enjoy a closer relationship with the Fulganari? Oh, we took an interest in humans right away when you came into the galactic picture. Talented, promising, just starting out in the ICSB, and with a home planet populated by many plants that bear a remarkable similarity to ourselves, even if they're not exactly brainiacs. Yes, we found humans promising, but horribly disorganized, and well, that's just what we want to do. Help people get organized. When we thought about it, it was clear that humans should be the first step on our path to a greater presence in the overall galactic community. How very fortunate for you. Yes, and for the humans as well. Well, the League is always happy to foster closer bonds with our fellow ICSB member species. No matter how distressingly disorganized they might find us to be, I'm sure your people have a lot to teach us. Although I feel I should warn you, a lot of folks have tried to change human nature over the years, ourselves included, and it doesn't usually go according to plan. We're famously stubborn. Well, that's one of the things we're famous for. But you may find yourselves being at least as influenced by us as we are by you. Ugh. Commander, I have every faith in the Fulganari resolve to keep us strong and uncorrupted. May it be a guide to you in your path towards clarity and efficiency. Humans are all in desperate need of more efficiency. I can tell you that for free. Stow it, Stalinbot. Commander. Perhaps we should show honored guests celebrated efficiency of inbound freight processing office. Office is run by robot, yes, but Fugonari guests must understand that humans are making all decisions about where robot crew is assigned. So which robot is doing job? That is human decision. Stalin bot, I don't think our honored guest would have any interest in something as mundane as a shipping center. On the contrary, that sounds very interesting, Commander. And in fact, considering that the prompt delivery of supplies is essential to our species, (laughs) a well-organized shipping center would be critical to the future of Fulgulnari human relations. Please, let us examine it at once. (sighs) Attention, fairgrounds, residents and visitors. This is your recreation director bot, bringing you an update on all the other events going on this evening, besides the celebration of human fuglinary friendship. They're all canceled. Yes, in order to encourage human attendance at the friendship celebration, All other events that could be considered of even marginal interest to humans have been summarily eliminated. This includes the free sample giveaway at Velbop's Frozen Quiescences, the finals of the Mixed Doubles Foosball Tournament, the Fairgrounds Film Society's screening of Blade Runner 2387, the opening of Dr. Mwangi's photography exhibition at the Soberin Gallery, 
and the lecture by the eminent Dr. Philip Slizminster of Mars on the sexual habits of the gaseous bins of Hellebrin 8. At this time, there are no plans to reschedule any of these events, but we will keep you informed in the unlikely event that anyone should care enough to do so. That is all. It's freeze. It's beyond ridiculous that I have to jam myself in here when an actual robot could handle this in like 30 seconds. But there's no way I'm bringing it up at another union meeting. I only just managed to get the smell out of my coverall from the last time. Why would robots even be carrying around that much overripe fruit? Well, maybe I could work out some kind of informal arrangement, though. Formanbot might be into it. If the bots have some job they hate that would be easier for a human, we could just quietly... Ow! Damn it! And what fresh hell is this? Yes, hello? Hey, Johnny. You okay? You sound stressed. Uh, not so much stressed, more like squeezed. I'm in the bulkhead below Sonic 32, and it's a tight fit. Oh, yeah, I've been there. I mean, literally, I know that bulkhead. Had to pull a biter out of there last year by the claws. Oh, yeah? Hey, they... they're all gone from around here, right? Should be. I mean, there's a few of them still scrabbling around, but they tend to stick to the bottom levels of the lower concourse, mostly around Shin and Tav. Although, there's no such thing as 100% safe when you're talking vent biters, so... So, yeah, I'll keep an ear out. Don't know how you managed to fit in here. You've got like eight inches on me and I'm beyond cramped. Yeah, but you're wiry. So, what amazing repair are you saving all of our lives with today? Funnily enough, right now your favorite maintenance subcontractor is not even making a repair. I'm actually doing an upgrade of all things. Some strange reconfig order that came down from WSS. Ow! Damn, I was just getting so good at avoiding that. On Earth. Really? Yeah. I know that never happens, like literally never according to HF. But we got an actual upgrade order earlier today from the head office. Apparently someone somewhere up the chain decided it was crucial to the company's interest to send me all the way down here to redirect the water supply line for increased efficiency, so... Here I am, banging my elbows on this bulkhead. Water supply line? Wouldn't that be a job for a plumber bot? Well, the redirection of water is shaky territory. If it's heading toward anything that could be remotely construed as a drinks machine, the union will probably contest it. So what's this one heading for? Uh, looks like a bunch of the hydroponics parks. So yeah, is a tomato a drinks machine is not a philosophical argument I'm anxious to rehash. Plus this job also involves rerouting several small wires, which means I'd have to be down here anyway. It's just as well I don't have to contort myself around this bulkhead and a plumber bot. Gotcha. Must be the day for weird orders from Earth. I just got some myself. That's why I called. I won't be able to make it to that reception thingy tonight. Sanitation's been scheduled for some kind of mandatory cleanup procedures drill. Orders from Earth? For the sanitation department? You work for the fairgrounds. Well, I mean, fairgrounds command answers to Earth Central, so we do technically work for the League of Humans. We've just never gotten orders directly from them before, because why would we? I mean, we mop. That's what we do. You mop, and you defend the entire station from lethal parasites who want to shred all of our hamstrings. That's not nothing. It's a lot less of a thing than it used to be, though. Mostly, we mop. So I have no idea why Earth Central is butting in like this. I mean, I assume the commander affords them all my reports. They should know we still do plenty of drills, and with most of the trash detectors down, it's not like we need any busy work. What exactly do they want you to drill for? Oh, 
Yeah, that's the other hinky thing. I can't tell you, because these orders are marked top secret. Top secret sanitation orders. Yep. And yeah, I know, probably no one would give a crap if I told you, but, well, I've never gotten any top secret orders before. I'm sure I never will again, so I've decided to fully embrace this opportunity to play cool and mysterious. Although I will say that they're actually incredibly boring, and you would definitely not be impressed if I spilled the beans. I'll just pretend to be impressed then. Damn, I'm incredibly jealous of these top secret instructions you have to do incredibly cool things. But obviously, you could never breach the confidentiality of these super special orders just to satisfy my curiosity, Sanitation Supervisor Reyes. <laughs> Thanks. So, your sister's pretty great. Uh, really? Sorry, it's just that Susan and I have spent all our time back on Earth constantly picking at each other. It's still weird to me that we somehow managed to do a full reboot on that. I mean, I guess on her end she's still got a brother back home to pick at, but yeah. We could barely have a civil discussion growing up. She was always kind of the star of the family, and I was... uh, well... You're the star as far as I'm concerned. Although I can tell, Susan must be one hell of a diplomat, considering how much she managed to get me talking over lunch. Wait, what? Oh no. Oh no 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 no. What did you tell her, Stella? What did she know? What is she going to be using against me when I least expect it? Johnny, come on, it's me. I know better than to blab to your sister about anything you ought to be ashamed of. Oh, right, of course. Sorry. I didn't tell her anything you ought to be ashamed of, as far as I'm concerned. Whether you decide to be ashamed of it, well, that's entirely on you. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm not sure letting those two meet was my best idea. Local chapter of the 3D Rotary Club Interstellar, Zone BB, District 15. We extend a warm and hearty welcome to the delegation from Fuglar. As we have for over 500 years, we of the Rotary wish to bring together business and professional leaders from all around the galaxy to advance goodwill and peace to all species, everywhere, through outreach, community service, financial aid and through the ageless and singularly loathsome arcane rituals discovered by us as left in the Stygian depths of the indescribable caverns below the surface of Ganymede. Yeah, yeah! We hope to soon include Fulgunari members in some of our chapters and look forward to a collaborative future of profit, prosperity, and promoting the dark arts and the power of those that must not be named together. For more information on joining us, simply concentrate on the name of our organization for two standard minutes. We'll find you. So, as I was saying, esteemed Fugunari guest, this here is perfect example of popular entertainment to be found on Human Exchange Concourse. How amazingly squalid! And this is the sort of thing humans enjoy? It's enjoyed by a great many species, in fact, as you can see. And I should note that while this establishment is human-owned and operated, it has, for over a year now, been Zibidant territory, since it was named the official seat of the Baronetcy of Kandafaha. You can see the Baronet himself up there on the bandstand playing the... Well, playing everything at once, actually. Ah, I suppose his talents are impressive, even if he chooses to employ them in making such a hideous cacophony. I had previously been informed of your highly unusual arrangement with the Zibidon Empire, as it happens. 
but I had no idea that a joint such as this could be attractive to such a wide variety of species. You've got that right, my fine, frilly, fulganari friend. We at the Electric Egg have something for everyone. Commander, you didn't warn me you'd be bringing an important interstellar diplomat by my humble establishment. I would have had something special prepared. Hmm. I suppose with some advance notice, you could have spruced the place up a bit. Perhaps by replacing those potted plants you so abruptly removed after your last redecorating attempt? Oh, ha ha! That's an interesting suggestion. But I think we've had enough decorative plants in here for the time being. Far better to enjoy a sentient, and may I say very elegant, gentle being of the floral persuasion in here instead. Really? Last new Fugol Nari to show Franz in here was crazed killer. Stalinbot? I will put you back at the Dark Matter Supervision Desk, so help me. Oh, it's perfectly alright, Commander. Your robotic underling isn't telling tales out of nursery. I'd already heard all about that unfortunate incident. Oh, Grindrenorx. I knew him once, you know, before his roots got twisted. Sweet little sprout, but then... Stood away on a shuttle, came here for some bizarre reason known only to himself, spent weeks hiding among your own plants, and then suddenly snapped and killed some insignificant human vagrant. No accounting for it. Yes, I'm afraid that even Fulganar has its nonconformists. Most unfortunate. That's one way of putting it. Anyway, I think you'd have to agree that his unpleasant end was probably inevitable. Although Mrs. Frondrenax did try to stop him from, well, you know. I'm sure she did. It happened right over there. No one asked you, Bert. Oh, sorry. Is that... Is that what that stain is? Indeed, Flixwintrix. What you see is the result of the interaction of your sweet little sprout with a fluazifob capsule he had apparently concealed upon his person to prevent capture. Yeah. Ugh. I've had a real time trying to get that out. I've brought in every specialist on station, but no matter what, there's no fixing it short of replacing a whole chunk of deck plate. Still, it's rather tasteless, even by human standards. Leaves such a macabre display just sitting there in full view. They can't be cleaned. Why not cover it with a rug or something? Oh, sure, a rug or something. Something inexpensive. A rug that'll get filthy and get drinks spilled all over it with a stink that'll never come out and that everyone will be tripping over like a Rebo Galactic Lizard. Sure, sure, just what we need. Could you repeat that, Mr. Frankel? You've gone a bit quiet. Oh, uh, I was saying that a rug would be just the thing. Great idea, your, uh, leafiness. But, but what about all the drinking games? Uh-huh. I don't know what you're talking about, Bert. Oh, you know, all the little bets people like to make about it. I mean, gosh, just about every cycle someone gets stared to. Me touch the stain, or lick it, or whatever. People will be real disappointed if you cover it up. Bert, shut up and go find me a cheap rug! Sure thing, boss! Not your boss, Bert! Okay, boss! <sighs> anyway, uh, now that we've got that settled, 
Perhaps you'd be interested in the variety of fine cocktails my head mixologist has recently designed to appeal to both humans and Fulginari in honor of your visit and tonight's ceremony. We certainly weren't expecting to be graced with a visit from an official delegate, but it would give us great pleasure if you might try one of Sopan's fine brews and see if it suits your taste. Well, usually I wouldn't indulge myself while representing Fulgunar in an official capacity. But as I am here and you've made some kind of effort, not to mention that this tour was certainly never part of my intended plans for the afternoon, I suppose I can choose not to be insulted and give one of your vile, foamy liquids a chance. Wonderful. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoy it. Sopan! Hmm? One of your very finest vile foamy liquids, please. And a spritzer, s'il vous plaît, for this honored guest of the Electric Egg. Honored guest of where? The Electric Egg. Place of employment? Now come on, let's see some foam. Oh, this is the Electric Egg? I got a little confused for a second. Oh, what is this now? You know where you are, you've been working here for years. Please tell me you haven't found a human food that does to you what PB does to the Zibs. My blood pressure can't take it. Nah, my tiles are fully aligned. It's just that, you know, when I look around this dark and dingy room, I can't see any indication that this actually is the electric egg. So, a zoo could be forgiven for occasionally getting confused. What are you talking about? There are signs everywhere. Technically, yes, there are signs on the walls, but they don't exactly give Pike a lot of confidence that they're in the correct location. I mean, what does that one actually say? The electric egg. Looks to me like it says, Thorectin Ego. Now, maybe that's a misprint. Of course it's a misprint. It came free from one of our distributors. What do you expect? But everyone knows what it's supposed to be. Do they ship? Do they really? Because that sign over there says three electroid erg. And that one there, frittata fug. And then there's that big one on the back wall, electric whatever and tell Chip if he asks for another free banner, I'm sending Frank Stewart back with a jack and cattle prop. Oh, probably should have taken a closer look at that one. Okay, so the alien distributors don't always get our name, right? But so, without at least one real sign that tells me where I'm supposed to be, how can I even know I'm serving drinks in the right place? These are the questions that keep me up nights. Are you flat and kidding me? Also, I never want to insult a guest of yours, but, you know, we've had all of two Fugulari in here before now. And Mrs. Ronderdax is fine, but the other one... Well, it's fair to say that in my admittedly limited experience, 50% of the Fugulari population is serious trouble. So, maybe I'm not actually comfortable serving the distinguished delegate an intoxicating beverage this shift with no bouncers on duty. If you'd shelled out for a full-time security staff, well, that would be another discussion. But right now... I'm just not comfortable, you know? Excuse me, but is that gray individual suggesting something <gasps> about my character? I'll suggest you make sure you're using gray as an adjective and not a noun. 
white, unless you want to be an entirely different shade of green. Whoa, whoa, Sopan, they didn't mean it like that, okay? Why don't you take ten? Go cool off in the back. Okay! Hey, no one ever said interstellar cooperation would be easy, right? Now let's get you that drink. Bubbles? Yeah, boss? You'd be able to prepare one of Sopan's fine spritzers for our guest, wouldn't you? Sure thing, boss. Great. Let's have it. But the thing is... Oh, no. The thing is, it's going to take a while. What? You are literally the fastest model of mixology bot in the galaxy. A customer orders a drink with a three-syllable name. You've got it in front of him in two and a half. What do you mean it's going to take a while? Well, Chip, you know that firmware upgrade I've been asking for? Oh, come on. Yeah, without that upgrade, it seems like my processes are getting real low-key. You might even have to bring in another bot for backup. In fact, you should probably look into that anyway if you don't want me breaking down all the time from overwork. Is there some kind of problem with your staff, Mr. Frankel? They seem strangely reticent to perform their duty. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay, folks, not sure what's going on here, but, uh, hey, stops indeed. Maybe you could lay some plant-friendly tunes on us for our very distinguished and important guest that I'm sure we'd all like to impress while I mix up their drink myself. Oh, I'm really on the downward slide assurance about that, Chord. You know these old house amps are woofed and tweeted out? This last set, I was getting seriously nerved I might end up doing an Edison Elephant finale. And even if I can't get a workable sound through that schnes, once it comes out that dictaphone you call a PA system in here? And as for me, I don't know. It's just harder and harder for me to give it 100% these days. <coughs> Maybe it's my throat? I don't know if I'm actually sick or if it's just the psychological influence of my surroundings, but it's been tightening up really bad lately. I was talking to this interior decorator and feng shui expert, and they were saying that the backing in this place is all backed up, and that can have some serious repercussions for employee health. <laughs> they actually had some terrific suggestions about what we could do to fix it. I have their number right here, as a matter of fact. I bet if you gave them a call, my voice would start to improve immediately. Okay, okay, look, now is not the time for this discussion, all right? We have an important guest here right now, so we should all want to put our best pedal appendage forward. We can discuss all these problems you're suddenly having later on in private after I get the esteemed delegate their spritzer. Please don't trouble yourself, Mr. Frankel. I can see you've got a great deal more trouble than you can handle already. Commander, perhaps there's another location we could visit of equal or even, dare I hope, lesser distastefulness. Of course. I'm sure we'll all be very interested in hearing what you think of our next stop, guessing. Right this way, if you please. Okay. What the meckle was that? Don't you talk to me about I've been asking for these things for a month. And this disciplinary comes in and you want to act all this. You are required to stand down this evening for the duration of the human Fugalari friendship ceremony as per orders from Earth Central for a show of trust and openness. Therefore, 
All security officers, staff, and auxiliary contract crew are ordered to report to the SADA 38 screening center at 2330 hours for a mandatory showing of the classic 2D film, Empire. Oh man, I love that one. Hey son, I am your actual father. No man, it's not that Empire. Oh, is it the one about the kid during the war? Because that one made me tear up a little. Says here it's about a building? Andy Warhol's empire? It's from the 20th century, about the Empire State Building. On Earth! New York City, you know. Oh, right. I forgot it started out as a building before they seal-coated it and launched it into orbit. Right! Hey, wait. Is this the one where that boss-ass giant ape climbs up the side? Andy Warhol must be the name of the ape. Oh, yeah, gotta be. Sweet. I always wanted to see that one. All right, security. Even if this one wasn't mandatory, you're not going to want to miss it. It's a classic Earth film about a big ape named Andy climbing the Empire State Building. And it's so cool. I mean, I think the climbing part is all the way at the end, so probably we'll have to wait a while. But when it happens, it's going to be so worth it. Oh, Tell them about the popcorn. Oh yeah, uh, unlimited free popcorn and cold cut spread will be provided courtesy of Sammy's Witches. All right, security, see you there. Announcement ends. Come on, let's go get a good spot right now. Last time that Jekker Dreyfus kiped my seat. I hate that guy. Hey, hey, come on, George. Why you gotta argue with me on this? Sorry, sorry, on duty it's foreman bot. So listen, Foreman Bot, I'm looking at a mess of very small wires here, but exactly one of them is 14 gauge, and you know what that means. Yes, it's been vandalized just like all the other trash detectors. Exact same, yes. Don't say it. Don't say it again. You do this every time we have one of these TDU repairs. Damn it, George! Very small wires refers exclusively to diameter. Not length. No, the wording is not vague. We have been over the language. I don't care if it's just two millimeters long. When that wire is 14 gauge, you know I can't touch it. You or one of your crew gotta come down here. I've done my part. Yeah, yeah, and I'll be kicking your anodized butt at cribbage tonight. What? Yeah, well, you can tell Jack that chance operations won't save him at the pegboard. Now, would you get someone down here so I can finish this for Schlug the Repair? Oh, hello there, Hardy Fox. Robot trouble? Oh, hey, Mrs. F. Nah, just my friend Foreman Bot busting my culls again. We've been getting calls all over the place on these damn TDUs for weeks now. Oh, people keep smashing these stupid things all to hell. And every time they do, they screw up a whole mess of wires, which of course can't be all the same size, no. Oh, every dear. single one of these repairs just has to include wires so small that bots refuse to touch them. And at hmm. least one wire big enough the bots refuse to let me touch them. These are some especially inconsiderate vandals, you ask me. Oh, how terrible for you. Yeah, at least it's just annoying and not life-threatening. Hmm. And the bright side is it seems to be letting up. For a few weeks, they'd smash the things, we'd get them fixed up, and then BAM! Smashed again! And it was happening all over the station, too, like, systematically. Hmm. But it looks like whoever it was finally got tired of their little game. Perhaps they felt that all that smashing had finally served its purpose. 
Funny you should say that, because this vandalism, it almost looked like it had some kind of purpose. Like the TDUs were being rewired to do something. Hmm. I don't know what. I mean, the closest thing I can figure is some kind of communication device. But why would anyone even bother with that when they could pick up a burner phone for a few creds? And you couldn't get much range out of this setup anyway. Unless you had access to some kind of ultra-advanced signal booster. Ooh. Something like they use out in the Kakistos, maybe. But why would someone with bleeding-edge tech like that waste it on a fairgrounds trash unit? <laughs> Probably I'm overthinking it. You do the same exact repair job over and over, your brain starts making up patterns just to have something to do. I'm sure that's probably all it is. After all, you're one of the most experienced human technicians on the fairgrounds. Oh, which reminds me, will I be seeing you at the Human Fugulnari Friendship Celebration tonight? I think it's going to be an uh, evening to remember. Uh, well, uh, sorry, uh, no, oh. Mrs. F., I, um, well, Miss Sophie's been a little bit under the weather lately, so oh. I really think I'd better stay home and keep an eye on her. Make sure she doesn't take a turn for the worse. Oh, yeah. oh well, yeah. I suppose I shouldn't stand between a man and his canine companion. <laughs> and I probably wouldn't want to, now that I think of it, given how they tend to behave. <laughs> Well, never mind. We'll be simul-holocasting throughout the station anyway, so I'm sure you'll get the gist of it. See you soon! <laughs> hey, George, you still there? Listen, can you be sure to keep tonight's game on the QT? I had to dodge an invitation, and I don't think Mrs. F would understand. <laughs> yeah, the friendship celebration. Ugh, you know me. I've got nothing but respect for my fellow sentients, but there's no way I'm sitting through a half a cycle of stuffed shirts making speeches at each other to prove it. <laughs> right. Now, would you get someone down here? If I never have to stare another one of these TDUs in the guts again, it'll be too soon. Attention Fairgrounds residents, an update on tonight's Human Fogelary Friendship Celebration. A member of Station Command has suggested that I mention this evening's event will feature catering from many of your favorite local restaurants. That's right, from Poppy's to Shea Pazzo, from Sammy's Witches to... What does that say? Is that a restaurant name? What kind of name is that? What do you mean, gesture? I can't read labanotation. Anyway, there's going to be quite a spread, and it will be completely free of charge. I can hear you all from here, you animals. Well, fine. You still got a couple hours until the friendship celebration begins. So go ahead and get your lunch boxes, rucksacks, and portable refrigeration units ready. But at least try to pretend you're taking an interest in the actual event while you're plundering the steam cables, you miscreants. That is all. Welcome to Rick's Lens, Miss Tolkien. 
Your table for three is ready, including the special visual shielding for your Iltorian guest. Greeting to you, Sinrixlon! And welcome back to you, Althar. It's always a pleasure to see you, and you know I mean that from the bottom of my liver. My compliments to you, Miss Torkin, on choosing Althar as your dining partner this evening. It's definitely a sign of progress for your species. Hi, Max. Yes, fine, thanks. And the other arrangements I requested? Oh, yes. Your instructions have been followed to the letter. Mm-hmm. I just want to go over the list one more time, though, for my own peace of mind. That seems rather excessively cautious to me, verging on paranoid, but as a restaurateur, I'm accustomed to humoring unreasonable patron requests. Great. So our table is private, with no other diners seated near us capable of overhearing anything said there at a level of under 60 decibels? Yes. There are no recording devices of any kind secreted at, on, near, or within recording distance of our table. They are not. Uh, Boots, remember when I said you were being super weird about this dinner? You're about to cross the line into ultra weird at this point. Don't start with me, John. There are no plants of any kind anywhere in the vicinity of our table. None. No one will approach our table other than yourself, and you will do so only to bring us the menu items I've pre-ordered. Absolutely. If any of these conditions changes, you will inform me immediately and at great volume, yes? I will scream it if need be, Miss Token. Perfect. Then I think we're ready for dinner, shall we? So, Susan, when did I wander into some old spy hollow, and am I the patsy who gets bumped off in the first cylinder? I know this is weird, Nibs, and it's probably overkill. But if it's not overkill, we'll all be glad I went to the trouble. Sorry about this, Althar. I probably should have warned you there's no such thing as a simple, uncomplicated dinner with Susan. Oh, please do not have concern, friend John. Susan is a most distinguished Earth diplomat, is she not? So Althar is trusting that her precautions are appropriate. And this would not be anywhere near the most unusual diplomatic meeting Althar has ever attended. Yeah, but we're not here for a diplomatic meeting. We're here for dinner with my sister. Or... Are we? It's at least a little of both. Have a seat. Okay, but I'm not a diplomat, I'm a maintenance technician. You should be able to remember that after calling me Grease Monkey for like a year. John, there are two things I need right now. One is someone I can be absolutely sure I can trust no matter how much he likes to annoy the crap out of me. And the other is a non-human diplomat that I can also trust to be a witness at the very least and maybe even an advocate if things go Wittershins in the near future. And no one's more trusted than an Iltorian. What about the Mixolydians? They literally can't lie. Sure, but that doesn't mean they can't be dicks if they feel like it. So, for a very nervous member of the League of Humans diplomatic corps who thinks that something very bad might be happening behind the scenes of her agency and maybe even the entire League government, you and Althar make a pretty good contingency plan. Oh. Uh, that took a turn. So what the hell's been going on back on Earth? Right. So... <sighs> okay. Earth Central. Something's wrong. Things are... See, this is the problem. 
A lot of us have noticed things don't feel right, but when you try to put it into words, it sounds crazy. What is provoking the wrong feelings, please? Well, decisions are happening, like decisions always do, and they're logical decisions on the surface, and yet they don't make sense. Like, if you ask why these particular decisions, you can always get a plausible explanation, but at the same time, things are changing for what seems like no reason. People are being shuttled around from department to department, posting to posting, planet to planet, and yes, they're all qualified for their new posts, but expertise isn't transitive, you understand? I've seen more than one colleague taken out of offices they've worked in for decades, building long-term personal relationships, steeping in the local culture only to get shunted halfway across the galaxy to work with a completely different species. And it's always technically a promotion on paper, but on the ground? All their experience is suddenly useless. Some of the best minds in the diplomatic corps are basically being put out to pasture. Like you. Not to be too egotistical about it, but yeah, like me. Is not the posting to Prang a great honor? The Zipidant Empire is enjoying great prominence in the interstellar community. That's exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about. This post is ostensibly a promotion. It comes with a better title, and for a lot of career diplomats, it would be a major stepping stone towards a brighter future. For me, now, I'm being taken off the board. This is the kind of post you give to a reasonably sharp, solid, young gladhander, not someone who's been on the inside track to the upper echelons of the core. And sending me to the Empire, and Prang specifically? The one place in the galaxy where the entire ruling class is nursing a grudge against me for letting the Baronet of Kandafa'a make a mockery of his title? I mean, I know all this may sound a little paranoid, but what other explanation is there? Damn. Although I suppose it could always be worse. Remember my colleague, Bill Znaris? Poor son of a bitch just got named our first ever full ambassador to Mebsuta. That man gets a heat rash in any room over 21 Celsius. I give him six weeks with the lava folk before he hands in his resignation. Elfar is in agreement that his decisions by your superiors would seem to have no reasoning. He's concerned. Right. I definitely wouldn't say you're overreacting. It absolutely sounds like something weird is going on back in Earth Central. Oh. Hi. Uh, did I write you about what happened to the commander's friend? The human conspiracy nut who showed up here only to get murdered by a, a Fugonari conspiracy nut. Jasper Bigelow. Yes, I know about him. So, was he? Uh, just a conspiracy nut, I mean. Because that's what we all thought at the time, but... Oh, no, he definitely was, but that doesn't necessarily mean he wasn't onto something. I just don't know. I do know he was once highly respected in League Forces, and I know he'd had his own suspicions along the same lines as what I've been noticing at the core. I know he ended up dead out here on the heck, possibly in a random attack, but possibly not. And I also know that when League Enforcement investigated his last Earth residence, they found it gutted by a fire, so any evidence he may have left behind there has been definitively obliterated. And well, I don't know for sure, but I have heard it suggested in certain quarters that Enforcement didn't so much find Bigelow's home burned down as they did make sure of it. Hang on. You're saying it's not just the Diplomatic Corps, it's someone higher up at Earth Central? Maybe even someone on the Executive Council? Or more than one. Perhaps even a cabal. Maybe. 
Or maybe my brain is imposing patterns where there are none in the first place. In theory, this could all be the fault of a few overpromoted incompetents with boneheaded ideas about management efficiency with maybe a side order of cronyism. But I don't know. I'm not sure if I have too few clues or too many or how much of what I have is just meant to throw me off the scent or make this whole thing sound absurd to anyone I try to talk to about it. And yes, probably some of it actually is coincidence, but I think I'm starting to see the edges of the big picture here and it's pretty ugly. So that's why I wanted to talk to both of you tonight in person and somewhere I could be as close to certain as it's possible to be that we won't be overheard. I hope I'm wrong about all this, but if I'm right, well, I want to make sure someone else knows what I know just in case. You don't think whoever's behind this would... Probably not. Like I said, they've kneecapped me pretty effectively with this prang posting. But I won't pretend that knowing this might not be dangerous for you if some of my suspicions turn out to be correct. So if you don't want to hear anymore, we'll just eat our dinner and that'll be the end of it. No, no, I'm uh, I'm on board. I mean, if you're risking your life to investigate this thing, the least I can do is be your backup. Yes, Alfar is in full agreeance. He will be unpacking the sister of friend John. Do not have worryment on that. And if Susan is ever needing a place of safety, she may always request sanctuary from the people of Iltor. Although, Althar is aware that this would be a blessing most heterogeneous. Thanks, Althar. I'll... I'll keep that in mind. Anyway, I think that's our first course being wheeled towards us. So let's hold off until they've served it, and then I can tell you a few of the more bizarre ideas some of us in the Corps have been tossing around while we enjoy our dinner. Again, Boots, this is a Mixolydian restaurant. It isn't called Rixlon's Enjoyable Food. Okay. While we accept our dinner, then. To do this ridiculous thing, and now we can't even get a simple PA system functioning? That's a great example of human capabilities now, isn't it? Sir? Amber, I'm trying to troubleshoot this stupid mic. But, sir? Not now, Amber! I have to get things working so I can make this ridiculous announcement about this pointless ceremony. Commander, I believe Amber is trying to tell you that your microphone is hot. The entire fairgrounds can hear you. Help me. <clears throat> Citizens of the fairgrounds, the human Fugonari friendship ceremony is shortly to commence in the Gimel 8 Hydroponic Park. The in-person event is already at capacity, but I would like to assure you that the accompanying free buffet our Fugonari friends have subsidized will be available at all hydroponic parks throughout the fairgrounds, where the ceremony will also be simulcast. I repeat, you do not have to come to Gimel 8 for the refreshments. Spread out, folks. Thank you. Now how the hell do I turn this thing off? Okay, Indy. Stops. Have you taken a look at the charts I gave you? Sure, Mrs. F. But you know, it seems kind of like a waste to hire us for the whole night just to play the one song. Not that we don't appreciate a simple gig. Especially when you are seriously seasoning the focaccia. Oh, but we could totally whip up a plant-oriented medley for after the formalities. Or, well, I know Fugunari don't like dancing, but maybe a few numbers you could, like, sway back and forth to. Oh, Dee, it's so sweet of you to offer, but no, no. Just the Fugunari people's anthem, please. That's the only appropriate thing for this ceremony. All right. 
friends, Telfar is now entering the park of hydroponics. Oh, Lord. French John and Susan, if you will make excusing of Althar, he must make congratulation to Mrs. Frondrenax on the organizing of this celebration of friendship. And it will take him some time to be making his way over to her while concealing himself amidst the foliage. Of course, Althar. So, John, are you sizing up the buffet already? I think that ham might be small enough to fit in a pocket, if you don't mind people thinking you've contracted some kind of sudden-onset elephantiasis. Eh, it's not as much fun without Stella along. We've kind of got a duo act worked out. I guess there's nothing to do now but stand back and embrace the tedium. Oh? Hello, John? Oh, hey, Amber. Good to see you. It's been a minute. How is everything on the bridge? Well, we haven't had to call you for a while? So something should be breaking any day now? Oh, and your sister's here. Uh, so's mine, funnily enough. Susan, this is Amber, she's usually on the bridge. And Ashley from Hydroponics, who's usually right here in Hydroponics. Amber, Ashley, this is my sister, Susan. She's visiting from Earth. Oh, what a pleasure. So, Ashley, you work in Hydroponics. It looks like you'll be hosting a lot more events like these if this human Fugulnari friendship initiative works out. This is the most exciting night of my life! I want to make sure it all goes perfectly. If you'll excuse me, I need to check in with Bronjernax and the Commander. It was nice to meet you, but I want to hit the buffet tables before everything disappears into people's pockets. Maybe I'll see you later? Sure thing. Later, Amber. So that's Amber and Ashley, huh? They've... got a way about them, all right? Yeah, no kidding. It's... Uh, hang on. Who told you about... Oh. Um... Oh no. You dated both those two? Seriously, Nibs. I mean, sort of, but not like in any serious way. And Amber didn't even... Okay, look, obviously Stella told you all about it, so there's really no need for us to talk about this anymore, is there? All about it? Maybe, maybe not. There's really no way for you to know exactly how much I know, unless you were to just tell me the whole story yourself. Yeah, maybe some other time. I think that ham is calling my name. Hey, is it true that you didn't realize Amber wasn't actually hitting on you for like half a- Not talking to you. Althar is certain that this must be an evening of great specialness to you, Mrs. Frandrenet. Oh, sweet Althar, you have no idea. It seems like I've been waiting for this night forever, and now it's finally here. Oh! It is a surprise, then, to Althar that you have never been mentioning it in any of the many conversations he has been having with you on the subject of human friendship. Yes, well, well, you know how we Fugulnari are, Althar. We like to keep ourselves to ourselves. But tonight you are giving up this self-keeping, yes? To make closer friendship with humans. Well... You of all people should appreciate why we'd want to do that, dearie. Now I really should just yes, go- Yes, it is a goal very similar to that of Althar. Yes, it but is. you are attempting to make foundation for human friendship, not only on the fairgrounds, but at simultaneous ceremonies all over the many human worlds. Oh, yes, that's if right. If Althar has been hearing correctly- Oh, yes. This is ambitious even by the standards of Althar. Oh, do. Presenting a very great change of perspective. Oh, well. Althar is hoping it will not be causing too great of the 
shock of culture among your people. Oh, uh, well, thank you, sweetie. But I'm sure we'll be just fine. Now I think it's just about time for the ceremony proper to begin, so I'd better just go and make sure everything goes smoothly. We can discuss human culture again later. All right, dear? Bye. Very well. Arthur will make speaking to you later. Hello, Commander. It's time for the delegation to speak. They would like to have everyone's attention now, please. Mrs. Frontrenax will be introducing them. If you would make your remarks first. Yes, of course, Ashley. I'll be right there. Mindy. Yes, Frawl. I'm going to be leaving the event now. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine, Frawl. I'd do the same if I was an omnipotent energy cloud who could basically do as I pleased. This must be even more boring for you than it is for the rest of us. I won't hold it against you. Nonetheless, I am sorry. Truly. Good evening, my fellow humans, and welcome to this evening's human Fugulnari Friendship Celebration. Featuring all of us humans of the fairgrounds and these two Fulnari here. I'm sure most of you know Mrs. Frondrenax, and beside her is the esteemed delegate from Fuglnar, Lix Wintrix. On behalf of the League of Humans and the crew of the Human Exchange Concourse, I'd like to officially welcome Flix Wintrix and say that the League is eagerly anticipating an age of increased cooperation between our people and the Fuglnari. Mrs. Frondrenax, would you like to say anything? Oh, yes. In just a moment, my dear colleague Flix Wintrix will be addressing you all. And at that exact same moment, many of our colleagues will be speaking to humans at gatherings all over your worlds, including one at your government headquarters on Earth. But before they speak, we would like you to remain perfectly still and refrain from extraneous movement for the Fugulnari People's Anthem. The lyrics are, of course, far more beautiful in their original, pheromonally transmitted form. But I'm sure that Dean Stops, as always, will do a lovely job of the audible, non-planned version. D? Oh, thanks, Mrs. Zeph. Aren't you a peach? Or a, a fern? Oops, sorry. I'll just go. Just go on, dear. Just, you'll be fine. associates and my friends. It is a great pleasure to speak before you today on the fairgrounds to commence a new phase in human Fugulnari relations. Not so much specifically to be on the fairgrounds itself, as I'm sure you understand. I live in a pit, But because as I appear here before you, or my image appears on your public address screens at this very moment, honor, and in every major settlement that flies the banner of the League of Humans, other Fulgunari are standing before other assembled human throngs and informing their audiences with their own versions of these precisely scripted words of the joyous new partnership our two species are about to embark upon together. 
Two species now moving as one. Hey. Just listen, you'll understand. Yes, while to most of you this human Fugunari friendship celebration may have been nothing more than an unexpected opportunity to secure a free meal, this is something we Fugunari have been working toward for some time. Albeit for the most part unnoticed by your people. But we have been living among you for years now, gradually learning all we could about humanity in preparation for this day on Earth, all over human space, and of course here, with the most obvious example being my colleague here, the esteemed Frondrenans, celebrated among our own people as one of the great former leaders of our Hydrophyte Corps. And after these years of work, and a great deal of invaluable assistance from those humans who were sympathetic to our desire for greater mutual understanding, we are at last prepared to announce in cooperation with your Executive Council, our latest initiative, the Fulgunari Human Friendship Advisory Committee. This is a very exciting project, one that we and your Council dearly hope will help you humans appreciate the steadfast dedication to efficiency that is the hallmark of Fulgunari society and of which your own people stand in such dire need. You'll be learning more in the coming weeks about just what that will mean for you personally, of course, but for now, please allow me to congratulate you on joining us in this marvelous journey to bring the absolute order of a truly efficient society to your messy and disorganized lives. I know some of you may be feeling some uncertainty at the moment, but there is no doubt in my mind that you will all come to understand the superiority of the plant way. Welcome to day one of the Fugunari Age! Just settle down, everyone, and we'll have this sorted out momentarily, alright? That's Wintrix! For Nell's sake! This ceremony was supposed to be a simple diplomatic formality. What do you think you're doing? I'm doing exactly what I've been authorized to do, Commander, by my government and your own. This ceremony was never intended to be a mere formality, and I'm hardly responsible for your lazy assumptions otherwise. You have received your orders from Earth, have you not? And they indicate that you should comply with my requests, without argument. Well, yes, but... I thought that was referring to stuff like the catering. You can't seriously expect me to, what, let you supervise everything I do here? Everything we do? Oh, not me personally, Commander, thank them. I won't be remaining on this oversized compost heap much longer. But yes, as a league officer, you will be expected to cooperate fully with the local branch of the advisory committee. And I think it's past time you finally got to meet them in an official capacity. Would the local members of the Fulgunari Human Friendship Advisory Committee introduce yourselves to our new human friends, please? Oh, merciful Alexandria! What the hell is this, Blitzwindrix? Why, the future, Commander Toriana, the future. And it is happening not only here, but on Earth, and Mars, and all over human space at this very moment. Exactly as you see it before you. So I would suggest you get on board before the moment passes you by. It won't be so easy around here anymore for those that can't catch up. And speaking of catching up, there are a few old friends out there in the crowd that I haven't seen in some time. If you'll excuse me. Now, 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 Commander, I don't want you to worry about a thing. 
This is still a League of Humans station, after all. You're still in charge here. And you'll still be reporting to Earth Central just as you've always done. It's just that Earth Central has finally seen the advantage of taking some good advice from folks who know how to keep things organized. I think if you just give the Fugulmari way a chance, you'll be pleasantly surprised at how much easier your life can be. You've been part of this all along, haven't you? From the moment you got here. Oh, long before that. We really are very well organized. I mean, I've certainly enjoyed my time here. You're also charmingly silly. But yes, I didn't just take it into my stems to pack up and move to the fairgrounds. I was sent. This whole time, you've been a sleeper agent. <laughs> a sleeper agent? Oh no, Mindy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I never sleep. We never sleep. Don't you come along with me and say hello to some of your new Fuludari associates. We're all going to be working so closely together. I mean, no one wants repression. I understand that. I have learned something from history no matter how I am programmed. But it certainly appears that this Friendship Advisory Committee may have some good ideas. Good ideas? Are you joking? What? They are Committee for Friendship. 
Are you having something against friendship? They are advisory committee. Everybody should appreciate good advice. Stalinbot, this is not the time for your usual annoying, albeit reassuringly predictable, banter. Uh, Honestly, working with a robot simulacrum of a genocidal dictator from Earth's distant past, no matter how thoroughly he's been reprogrammed, is a lot less cute than it was an hour ago. So just watch your panel, keep your enthusiasm for our brave new fairgrounds to yourself, and let the humans deal with our own problems without any kibitzing. All right? No plant ever called Stalinbot simulacrum. First Fugalnari advice commander should take is basic manners. Stonebot, I said shut up and watch your fucking panel. Amber, my office, please. Commander? What now? I'm asking? Now, Amber? Now, we wait to hear from Earth. There's always the outside chance that the Fuglinari just managed to interfere with our communications and are hoping to establish as much of a foothold, or roothold, I guess, as they can before anyone back home notices we've been getting phony orders, but... But? But that would take some very impressive decryption technology, the likes of which I've never seen. Well, except for the stuff they've got at the ICSB Office of Equilibrium, and if the Fuglinari have infiltrated them, then we're truly frilled. No. I'm afraid the most likely explanation is that those orders were genuine, and Flix Windrix was telling the absolute truth. Which would mean that Earth Central is already thoroughly compromised all the way up to the Executive Council. And that means, however they've done it, the Fuglnari are now running human space. The chain of command may look just the same, but they've taken control of it at the top. And the maddening thing is, if the Council has actually signed off on this, then it's all legal. Every damn bit of it. Commander Toriana? You know my sister, Ashley? I think she's been working with them? I saw her after the event? She was really excited? And she let some things slip? I'm pretty sure they've been planning this for years, and most of Hydroponics, the human staff, they've been working with the Fugunari too. They all knew this was coming, and they're happy about it? All of them? How could the Fugunari possibly convince every... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought so. Look at this. There's been an abnormally high rate of sudden resignations in the hydroponics department going back over a year. You're right, sir. I'm starting to think that not all of those gardeners actually received sudden irresistible job offers elsewhere, Amber. In fact, I'm thinking that anyone who didn't join up like your sister... Oh, dear Jones. Sir? Where did Frawl go? Not far, I'd imagine, if they went anywhere at all. Just out of my sight, or any other senses for the time being. I know they can't just float around fixing all of our problems with one reality-warping shimmer. But there are some times that's easier to accept than others. 
I, I'm sure they'll be back as soon as I can look at them without spending the next three hours yelling my head off. So what does this mean? What do the Fulganari want? I mean, according to them, they just want to help us be more efficient? Which sounds okay until you start to really think about it? I mean, what would an efficient fairgrounds even look like? Amber, I have no idea. Sir, this is bad? Asking or stating, Amber? Stating? Hello folks, Bo Several coming at you on this glorious new day for the fairgrounds and for all of humanity. I just want to remind you that I'll be having that very important Fuglnari delegate, Flix Wintrix. And isn't that a lovely name, Tess? It's a beautiful name, Bo. Flix Wintrix. Beautiful name for a beautiful plant. Flix Wintrix will be on the Bo Show tomorrow to discuss the amazing and unquestionably feasible plans that the new Fuglnari Human Friendship Advisory Committee have for their collaboration with the human government. It's gonna be great. Plans that I am assured will mean a safer, saner, and far more efficient future for humans everywhere. And hey, it's about time that someone offered to help humanity get their schnes in order, am I right? You're right. Flix Wintrix has promised me that the Bo Show will have the very first exclusive inside scoop on what the Fuglnari will be doing to make the fairgrounds the kind of clean, efficient, organized, and harmonious habitats we can all be proud of. Now, doesn't wow. that make you feel good, Tess? Absolutely, Bo. Wakes you up, doesn't it, Marty? <laughs> sure does, Bo. Feeling like a new man. And how about you, old friend Todd? Feeling secure? Oh, it's a new day, Bo. That's right. A new day for Bo, my whole crew, all of you on the fairgrounds, and especially your new Fuglnari advisors. So a great big congratulations from all of us to all of you on day one of the Fuglnari age. Day one. Congratulations. That's amazing. Okay, right. It looks like my credentials are at least still good enough to get me on the next shuttle out. Sorry, John. No, you should go. I mean, you've still got a job to get to. And you know, Frank might not be the worst place for you right now, right? I mean, you'd know more than I do about how these things are likely to end up, but... Nibs, the only thing anyone knows about how these things end up is that no one really knows how these things are going to end up. Do you... Do you want me to see if I can get you a ticket out? I mean, you'll probably be fine here, but... This is the kind of situation that can get unfine all of a sudden. Especially if our dinner conversation is as relevant to recent events as I think it might be. Yeah... No, I I have to stay. I couldn't just take off without, you know. Sure, I get it. The offer stands at least for as long as I can still make good on it. Thanks, but I have to, uh... I don't even know where Stella is right now. I can't get a hold of her. She got these top secret instructions earlier that were probably meant to get sanitation out of the way during the whole, uh, whatever the frid that was. I mean, I hope they're just doing drills somewhere with really crappy phone reception, but... Listen, I can't promise you she's okay, but if I've ever met anyone who can take care of herself, it's your girlfriend. (laughs) And hey, 
Having no idea what might happen means there's always a chance we could be pleasantly surprised. This could all be over in a week or two. For all we know, everything we heard back there was a lie, and the fairgrounds is actually the only place they tried this, or the only place they actually managed to pull it off. You think that's possible? Anything's possible. But do I think it's likely? No. I think this is really happening, and it's been happening, and it's going to keep happening for a while yet, so I think you should go find Stella, and then you should both keep your heads down until we have a better idea of just what we're dealing with. Susan, I, uh... I know. Go on, get out of here. No. I mean, yes, I will in a sec, but... Keep in touch, okay? Absolutely. I don't think they'll risk messing with diplomatic pouches anytime soon, so I should be able to get letters to you. But if you need to send anything my way, you should ask Althar to help just to be safe. I don't know what the rest of the ICSB is going to have to say about any of this, but I think attracting unfavorable attention from the Iltorian commonality is just about the last thing our new friends would want to do. So do me a favor and stay close to Althar, okay, Nibs? And I do mean literally as much as you can. Believe me, I'll be sticking as close to him as my stomach will let me. All right. Safe trip, Boots. Love you. Take care, baby brother. Miss Turkin. Hello, Lieutenant Frawl. Here on another errand? Not this time. Although, there will be another ship from Fulganar arriving any minute now, with some additional staff that will be advising us on the bridge. How nice. But I mainly stopped by to see you off, and to give you some advice. Oh. Uh. Really? Really. Please do keep in touch with John. It will very shortly become much more difficult, if not impossible, to get reliable information from off-station, even through official League channels. Especially through official League channels. But your supposition is correct. The Fulgenari will not want to attract undue attention to their recent activities by interfering with the diplomatic pouches from the Zibidant Empire. They're being quite punctilious about making sure all this is within the letter of the law. And they certainly won't want to risk any course of action that might cause the ICSB to view their involvement with your government as anything other than an internal human concern. For the time being, that is. For the time being. And do you know how long that particular time will be? Hmm... About two months. After that, all bets are off. Oh, holy Jones. Indeed. Also, while I would in some ways wish to offer you more practical assistance, I'm afraid there are limits to what even I... Say no more, Lieutenant. I did a seminar on the theoretical ethics of nigh omnipotence back in grad school. I won't take your inaction personally. Oh, good. But I will tell you this. As I mentioned, you're not going to be hearing much from the fairgrounds in the coming months. But there will be quite a number of things you do hear that you won't be very happy about. On a personal level. So I just wanted to suggest that you maintain a healthy level of skepticism toward any local news that comes your way. Especially as it pertains to John. Oh. Okay. What will... 
No, never mind. Thank you, Lieutenant. I think I should be going now. Yes, you should. I very much look forward to the possibility of seeing you again one day, Susan Twerkin. Hello to all my fairgrounds friends, and I do hope you know that you are all my friends. I've been trying to get to know you all for quite a while now, but if we haven't been officially introduced yet, you can call me Mrs. Frondrenax, or most transcendent Frondrenax if you want to get fancy. I'm a member of the Fogonari Human Friendship Advisory Committee who will be helping show you humans how to get things organized around here. And oh my shoots, do we have some wonderful plans ready to brighten up the future of everyone on this station. Why, we're going to make the fairgrounds the most efficient space station in the galaxy. Won't that just be terrific for all of you? Not just the Fogonari and the humans, but everyone here. Of course it will. And of course our fellow committee members will be helping out back on Earth and all the other human colonies and outposts all at the same time. So remember, while you may at first find us a little overly assertive, or maybe even unreasonable, when it comes to making sure everyone follows our advice, well, we know that if you just pitch in and give the plant way a chance, you'll all see in no time just how wonderful life can be with your new focal gnawing friends. Yay! Yeah, our friends. Thanks, Mrs. F. Thanks a lot. I thought you were my friend. No idea what you are now. Ow! What the- Oh, looks like Althar went on another gift shopping spree. Are these for... Yep, the Fuglinari. The Reverend Doctor Esteemed Fuglinari Delegate. Oh, could be a collector's item someday, maybe. Oh, and speaking of Fuglinari... Hello there, Mr. Plant. Uh, Mrs. Plant? Reverend Doctor Plant? You might as well introduce yourself, now that the Blorch is out of the pit. I assume you do have a name. I certainly didn't add you to the living room decor, and I'm pretty sure now that Althar didn't leave you there either. Or the cleaning service. Or a wandering tribe of rogue horticulturalists. So, are you just a pleasant decoration, or are you one of our new Fuglinari friends? Let's find out. You got any problems with me poking you like that? You gonna say anything about it? Oh, maybe I'm not doing it hard enough to get your attention. How about this? Huh. Maybe this is just a plant. Or maybe they're just better at keeping their mouths shut than Mrs. F. Maybe there's something in my toolbox that would help me figure it out. Ah, there we go. My handy dandy laser torch. Now, this is usually reserved for cutting through bulkheads, but I think it'll work just fine as a Fuglinari detector if I test it out on one of these branches. Oh! Frenchton! Please make extinguishing of the laser torch! Alvar is right behind you, so please also remain facing toward the plant in the corner, but do not make slicing of it, please! Earth plant and is not making the surveillance. Really? You're sure? Yes, 
French done ever made acquisition of it after the talk in hydroponics this morning of the relaxing effect of the foliage. Although I was not anticipating that the unexpected plant in the shared living quarters would make concern this evening after the very confusing ceremony of friendship. <sighs> Sorry, Althar, I... I... yeah, I guess I overreacted there a little. But, I mean, you get why. It is most understandable, friend John. You have been receiving the great surprise! And you have learned that many things were not as you thought they were here on the fairgrounds. It is not unexpected that you would experience some jumpingness. Yes. Right. I mean, maybe... Maybe all this actually isn't as weird or creepy or... Hell, downright scary as it seems right now. Maybe we'll all be laughing about this in a few days, but... Right now it feels awful, Althar. Like something really big just happened, so big we can't even see it all, and... Now nothing will ever be the same again. Althar would wish to make reassurance, Fred John, but he is not at all certain you are incorrect. But on the other grasper, Althar has great confidence in the cleverness and determination of Fred John and his other human friends. So he is knowing that you will be getting through this. And he will be helping in any way that he can. I know that, Althar, and thanks. But it's also... I can't get a hold of Stella, and I'm really worried. She got these weird orders today all the way from Earth, and when I called Sanitation HQ just now, all I could get out of the suspiciously Fugonari-sounding voice on the other end was that the entire department will be incommunicado for some kind of team-building exercise for at least another 28 hours. Yes. Commander had made mention of this to Althar, and it is appearing that the security staff has also been receiving this sidelinement. They are all in the screening facility on Sada 38, watching a very famous Earth film that Althar understands is spoken of more than it is viewed because of its extreme length. And the Fulnari Human Friendship Advisory Committee is advising that all of security must remain in the room until the film is completed in order to receive its full cultural benefits. The commander was asking Althar if this may be grounds for filing official protest with the ICSB, since while the film is regarded in many parts of the galaxy as a masterpiece, in others it could legitimately be classified as a means of torture. Oh. Do you think the ICSB might help us? They hope that they will be able to make some assistance, but if this advisory committee is indeed acting with permission from your own government, then it is a founding principle of the ICSB that it does not make interference in the self-governing of its member peoples, friend John. Although Althar does not believe that the present circumstance was perhaps accounted for when that was being written, it is a complexity. So, is there anything else we can do? It is the understanding of Althar that the Commander is attempting now to determine whether her orders of cooperation are indeed legitimate. If they are not, then she will be busting out the weed whackers very shortly. But if they are, Althar is not certain. 
He will be writing many letters to Iltor this evening for advice. <laughs> there are very few Iltorian experts on the Fugulnari people, for reasons that are now perhaps more clear than previously. So Althar is not knowing any of them in the person. But he is certain they will be most willing to share their expertise. <laughs> it is to be hoped that this will be enough to prevent any unpleasantness between human and Fugulnari that might come from this new and very unexpected arrangement. If other Iltorians are anything like you, I'm sure they'll all be happy to help. Oh yes, friend Don. The desire to be helping other peoples on the path of friendship and understanding, this is very much the way of Iltor. Well, that's why everyone loves you folks, right? Everyone except we humans, that is. Hmm. This is perhaps true, friend Don. But Alvar has wondered sometimes if it is the other way around. Is the pursuit of understanding and friendship the reason other peoples are feeling warmness for Iltorians? Or is the warmness what was coming first, and that is the only reason that the pursuit of friendship has been success? There is no simple answering to these questions. But the friendship between human and Iltorian may perhaps make shedding of some light on them one day. And now... Althar believes that this day has been a very long one indeed, and it would be best for both Althar and Ferentdon to be getting the shut eyes. But before he is retiring, Althar can make removal of the decorative plant from the Room of Living, if that would increase the relaxation of Ferentdon. Oh, that seems kind of silly. But actually, yeah, if you wouldn't mind. I think I'd feel better knowing this is out of the house. And now, it is to get a good cycle sleep as best you can. It is a truth that many troubles will still be present when you are rising, but you will be better shaped to deal with them. Yeah, you're right. Thanks, Althar. You're... You're really the best friend anyone could have, you know that? I'll try and get some sleep now. I'll see you in the morning. of the Room of Living. But Althar was telling Friend John the white lie because Althar did not wish a violence to be committed here tonight. It is a truth that this is only in a small way because Althar is abhorring all violence and in a much greater way because he is knowing that many Fugulnari have great skill in the defense of self. And Althar would never wish any harm to come to his dear human friend, John. He is very pleased that this was avoided. Althar hopes you were making payment of attention when he was speaking earlier to his dear friend about his plans for the evening. 
father will indeed be writing letters to his many, many learned friends on Iltor and elsewhere to ask them for advising on this very unusual arrangement between you and his human friends. And he is certain that you have noticed in your time here that Althar's discretionary fund from his people's xenopsychology interest group must be very generous in order to afford this spacious suite in the official diplomatic quarterings of the fairgrounds. So Althar will be able to send those letters by the fastest available sharp ship. And it is seeming to Althar that if he is writing in those letters that he has made discovery of a Fugulnari agent making surveillance on his diplomatic suite, it may cause the upset. It is the belief of Alpha that the Fugulnari would very much wish not to make the upset on Iltor. Of course, no one is wishing to make the upset on Iltor because of the great love the other peoples of the ICSB are holding for those of the Iltorian commonality. But not causing the upset is perhaps of particular interest to your people at this particular time. So Arthur will not be mentioning, for now, the many, many unexpected plants that have made appearance in Sweet Sea over the past several weeks. But he has expectation that he and friend John will not be seeing them here again. Has also expectation that you will very soon make sharing of his remarks with Mrs. Frondrenax, who very conveniently lives next door for reasons that Althar is only now beginning to understand fully. So he is asking you to tell her two more things from Althar. Firstly, that he is very sincerely hoping that your associates are enjoying the welcoming gifts Althar has made purchase of for them. And secondly, that Althar is aware of the way he is sometimes perceived. That because Althar, like all those of Iltor, approaches every being he encounters with a belief in the value of kindness and friendship and understanding, there are many who consider him naive. Perhaps even foolish. But this is the way of the Iltorian people, and Althar is following it. So he will always choose to be treating others with generosity and goodwill. Even if this means there are those who will take the advantage on him. But Althar is not stupid. This episode was written by Ian W. Hill and Barrett Johnson for Gemini Collision Works, 
and starred John Amir as John B, Barrett Johnson as Alvar, Eli Ganias as HF, Amanda LaPagola as Mrs. Frontenac, Alyssa Simon as Lieutenant Commander Frawl, Zuri Washington as D, Devonna Cullinan as Commander Toriana, Chris Lee as Chip Frinkle, and Derek Peterson as Stops. And also featured David Arthur Backrack, Lex Friedman, Ian W. Hill, Jessica Stoya, Philip Cruz, Linus Gelbert, Olivia Baseman, Anna Stefanik, and Clara Francesca. Life Without Thar was created by Barrett Johnson and Ian W. Hill. Barrett is the supervising producer, showrunner, and script supervisor. Ian is the audio producer, sound designer, and technical supervisor. The writer's room consists of Barrett, Ian, John, Amanda, Chris, Philip, Lex, and Linus. Theme and interstitial music composed and performed by Anna Stefanik. Life Without Thar logo and illustration by Dean Hasfield. Library music and sound effects licensed from Storyblocks. The entire production is copyright 2020 Gemini Collision Works. We'll be back in two weeks with another Tale from the Fairgrounds. But as for now, let's see how things are shaping up in the Electric Egg, where a few of the Fairgrounds' new residents are celebrating day one of the Fugulnari Age. Hey. Hey, Barney. Fire meat. Another pitzer over here. Vodka and mineral water. Sorry, my leafy zood. You've had enough. I <laughs> can give you straight water spritz for free. Two cents plain, even. Fred, you want to pay, I'll give you some of the top shelf spring bottle stuff. But that's it. Well, what are you talking about? I'm cool. I'm completely fridge steam prime chuck. I said I want a vodka and mineral water spritz. Yeah, but you're not getting it. You can switch to water, or you can take off. No sombrero. I ain't your sombrero, human. You, do you see a nose on this face? Whatever you are, I'll show you. We're in charge around here now. Come on, come on, we'll branch wrestle for it. Let's go. I can seek you. I am strong. I can kick. Great. Hey, we got a KO'd Foog over here. Can someone drag his pot out into the corridor or something? Listen, Chip, I wasn't kidding before about needing some full-time bouncers, but if this is a typical Fuganari crowd, I'm kidding even less. Fuganari can get blitzed. Huh. Well, at least they don't puke. Or do they? I don't know, but if this whole partnership with Earth is really happening, I think we're going to be finding out soon enough. Yeah. Wait a minute. So we got this whole new huge Fulganari population on the fairgrounds, right? Mm -hmm. Or, well, I guess they're not really new. They've just been hiding out in hydroponics for however long. Yeah, no one's exactly tiled about that. Super creepy. Right. And no one really knows what's going on. But it smells a lot like the Fulganari are taking over the fairgrounds. Maybe even the entire League of Humans. Well, you know what isn't part of the League of Humans? The Electric Egg, official seat of the Baronetcy of Kandifa'a. We're going to be the one place a human can go when they get sick of whatever new schnest the Fulgenari are laying on them. So, what, we kick the Fulgenari out? Oh, Fred, no. Their creds still spend as good as anyone else's, especially if they're going to wind up running the place. No soap on. We're neutral. We're Switzerland. We're Radio Despina. We're Dimension X.5. We're not taking sides. We're just in the hospitality business. Uh-huh. 
Hey, Chip, did I ever tell you about how I first got into bartending? It started out as a side gig while I was getting my degree in galactic history. So, if you want a couple hundred examples of how plans like yours tend to work out... Frill history, Sopon. We're talking about the future! So quit grimdarking me, you're going to get everything you've been yanking on my sleeve about. Full-time bouncers, a new PA system, that Feng Shui Zhu Di was talking up. Maybe I should invest in another unit like Bubbles. And definitely a chef. A real chef! Uh, you okay, Chip? I've never seen you this excited about spending money. Better than okay, Sopan. Much better. Oh, call up that neon zoot of yours that did the Iltorian warning signal. You were right. These promotional banners aren't cutting it. This is going to be the hottest spot on the fairgrounds. We need to make sure people get the name right. No sombrero, boss. Tell them to put my name on there, too. Real big. So, like, Chip Frinkles the electric egg? Yeah. Wait, no. Chips, oof, the electric. Seriously? What? I want that... That jeu de interstellar. Okay, so two things. One, almost no one outside Egom even speaks French. And two, to a plesiod, that phrase sounds like you're saying something really rude about their Aunt Helen. How many plesiods have an Aunt Helen? All of them. Fine. Chip's electric egg, then. Hey, everyone. The electric egg is rebranding. So say goodbye to this cheap watering hole and hello to a decidedly uncheap bistro and specialty intoxicant purveyor. A drink on the house for everybody! Oh, and for all our new Fulganari friends, two hard spritzes on the house and half off for the rest of the cycle! Welcome to Chip's Electric Egg in the sovereign territory of the Baronetcy of Candafaa where fairgrounds laws do not apply to any gentle being with the credits to spend. Hey,